Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey everybody, my name is Jesse Collings and I want to tell you all about my show, The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. On The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, we do a thorough analysis on the biggest issues and trends within the pro wrestling industry. We talk a lot about pro wrestling media, we talk a lot about fan culture and wrestling's place within general pop culture, and we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Krejci and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more. This isn't a show for hot takes. It's not a show recapping the latest episode of television. This is a show focusing on the biggest topics in pro wrestling and doing a deep dive on the real stories behind the surface level analysis you might find elsewhere. The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a try. Thanks. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the Flagship Podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. I hate the commentators. I hate the ring announcers. I hate the production. I hate the wrestling. I hate the interviews. I hate uh, their promo style. I hate the way the shows are presented. I hate the way the shows are paced. I hate the video packages. I hate everything about this company with every fiber of my being. And Rich Krage. You know, he comes out and you're just like, oh, gross. Like, look at this guy. In in all the best ways possible. He's just the, the slimiest looking guy you've ever seen. I love him so much. He's so good. And we are live on the flagship podcast. I am Rich. He is Joe. So what do you guys want to talk about tonight, Joe? What, what, what do you got on the docket for tonight? What do you want to what do you want to discuss in the world of wrestling? Well, I gotta tell you, I fired up the old peacock just now uh, peacock.tv.com or do you use a uh one of your smart what? tvs no i'm on the fucking tv <laughs> um the peacock yeah what's on there so i fired up the peacock to put on something just because there's no thursday night football this week with it being week 18 which is normally what i have on 
in the in the room here when I'm doing the show. Uh, so I wanted to put something on, you know, just to have something on the TV. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I fire up the old peacock. The cock, as the kids like to call it. And I decide to do something that no one has done in a very long time, and that is to check out some progress wrestling, Rich. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I uh, <laughs> what's the what, so there there's there were recent shows on there, like recent like progress shows. Rich, they run shows constantly, wow. and they are uploaded to the Peacock. So I am in the progress section, taking a gander. And I'm like, you know what? See what cheeky I'll... titles? What che- do they still do cheeky show names? They do, and they're okay. really bad. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and lo- they're bad and low effort, and some of them are just chapters with no names. They don't even bother. For <laughs> so they don't even bother um, anymore. That's I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the, their understanding that nobody cares, that no one's going to watch this thing. So why even bother with a cheeky, you know, album cover or album name? It's, yeah, just go, just just call chapter 126 and move on. I'll run through them real quick. Stop motion skeleton battle. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck these guys so much. No mountain high enough. Oh, okay. All right. Ain't no mountain high. <laughs> Relevant. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, I can't um, I can't hit on that one. That's a, that's a good. That's a good one. Oh, then we had the super strong style. That doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's 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 yeah. 24/7. Mm. See, very low effort. Very well. <laughs> 24-7. Um, How long was the show, though? If it wasn't like the, 24, what does that even mean? Next up. Anyway, go on. Yeah. The Deadly Viper Tour, codename Copperhead. Oh. Followed by The Deadly Viper Tour, codename Cottonmouth. Ha <laughs> That's clever, I bet. Um, then it's chapter 139. <laughs> Chapter 140. Who is watching these? The, the guy in charge of naming the shows was arrested for some sort of sexual assault or something, probably. Um, chapter 141. Handshakes and cheeseburgers. Hmm. Next up. Instead of hot dogs, Joe, you get it? California Mountain Snake. What's <laughs> the snakes? <laughs> is Jake the Snake doing a run? Is Jake the Snake doing a run in progress that we didn't know about? Code name Sidewinder. Stabler's out there doing stuff. So. Code name Snake Charmer. What the hell's with the snakes? And the code names. Um, <laughs> what? Wrestling Witch Face Trick or Treat. Okay. I'm guessing that was in October. <laughs> that's a Halloween themed um, show. But And here's the event I will be partaking in. As we do the show, they think it's all over. Dot dot dot. Uh oh, <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a sex pest thing. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. And hey, that, it, that, kind of relevant for the topic of the show. One of the lead topics of the show. They thought it was over. Dot Run. dot dot. Oh, and it, it might be. Here's here here here's why they may have chosen that name. Runtime four hours oh. and forty one minutes. What? No. Nobody yes. wants that. Nobody is asking for four hours of progress in 2022. Four hours. So did they run a four hour and 41 minute show and then name it? They think it's all over dot, 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 because they thought that was cute. I got it. What's on? You, you got to you gotta chime in every so often with what's on this show. 
Do you think I'm going to know any please, of these people? Please don't do that, actually. So, what was this? Pro- what, what chapter is this one? Um, What am I watching here? Well, here's the guy doing the graffiti, writing progress on the wall while the sirens blare. Um, <laughs> uh, chapter 146. 146. Okay, I'm just going to take a quick... Now, listen, those of you in the chat, it's not four hours. It's four hours... And 41 minutes of progress. <laughs> Nearly action. five hours of progress. Okay. Uh, um, there's a lot of match on this show, so that might check out. Uh, it, listen, you can fire up the cock yourself and no. check out the runtime on no. this. You can, you can do I that. I could. I uh, could. You're right. I could. I'm not going to know who these people I are. I won't. So. Uh, I'm looking at the list. You'll know who most of these people are. I don't, know. I don't have the volume on, so... Um, you got, hey, a, listen, you got a Dan Maloney, Anthony Agogo tag team coming up here in a bit. All right. All right. I'll check that out. As soon as I see like Nina Samuels, I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Well, the main event <laughs> is uh, Lana Austin versus Kanji. So you might want to. Uh, I, I will not be watching. The main <laughs> you event. might want to X out once that hits the ring. So. All right. So, um, But it's for the Progress Women's title. So there's stakes involved. There's some uh, stakes. Yeah. How great would this have been when Progress was good? Oh, just having access to progress shows at, at its, you know, at, at, at your fingertips. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yep. Uploaded instantly on a on a, on a service we already were paying for, right? That'd be great. Yeah. Just that would have been pretty cool. But um hey, listen, they have a nice they got a packed house here. They I don't see so any somebody seats. Somebody is watching progress in twenty twenty. These shows get no buzz or or discussion. None. Who who are these people going to these shows? No, they're not on Twitter, I'll tell you that. Or in our Discord, no. or, or talking to us on a regular basis. So, do you think it's possible that like people are going to the shows, but they don't want to get shit? So they just don't. The shows? Yeah, yeah, they don't tell anybody they're going. They don't talk about it because, yeah. like, who's going to these? It's a packed house. Like, I'm not doing shtick. There's a packed house here. And but you would think that they like if I told you progress folded, you would have believed me. But here we are. So there you go. Well, that's people, anybody who bets uh, what the leading topic of the flagship this week was going to be. You're wrong. I'm you positive wrong. you're wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> no matter wrong. what you guessed, you were wrong. If it was Joe leads us through progress 141, it, you thought it was over, dot, 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 then yeah, no. Well, there you go. Um, there's some guy that is like they have a new guy doing the banter. Like, Oh, they you know still I mean? do they the in-ring banter yeah. pre-show, but it's not Smallman anymore. So it, it, just don't do it no. anymore then because it's so geeky if it's just another dude. It's just some it's some other guy, and he's like an MMA bro. He's got like a skull cap, and, and he, he's <laughs> wearing a tight T-shirt, and he's like he's got big arms. Like he looks like an MMA bro, you know? He's wearing like Adidas with no laces. You know, he's like just – he's cool, Rich. This guy's yeah, really cool. he sounds cool. really fucking cool. I'll tell you that. Um. And he's doing the banter. I can't hear it because I have the sound off. But um, hey, he's working the room. I see people like I see people doing the thing with like their hand on their stomach, like doubling over, like chuckling. So it must be he must have good material. <laughs> There's people laughing. Good banter. Good banter. Yeah, it must be funny. I don't know. Maybe he's got a good good bit going here. I, I don't know. I'll have to, we'll have to check in. We'll have to check in with progress. Maybe that, maybe that's our new niche this year is uh, we'll watch progress. One check else in on pro- nobody. <laughs> right, right. I don't think anybody wants that. No, nobody wants that. 
Um, I always thought, when is the time going to be right to do a like a look back at the early progress chapters? Like, is the time ever going to be right to do that? Well, well will pe- when not, will people be okay with that? You know what I mean? Like, because if you did it now, it's still nah. People would be all over you. People would be so pissed about it. But I've always thought, like, man, a deep dive or like a re- a review series on the Patreon where we just watch like the chapters and and but you got to qualify everybody. If you, you praise a guy, you got to make sure that they're not a sex pest because then people are going to go, oh, yikes. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like, hey, that guy had a really good match. And they're like, yikes, Rich. Like, you know, you know yeah. he did. Actually, Sending this guy did. And I'm like, oh, well, shit. All right. Sorry. Sending but, you screenshots. <laughs> right. um, um, but there's got to be a yeah. time when you could do that again. I mean, listen, you can do you could do that in the privacy of your own home. You want to go watch the progress shows, Rich. Nobody's stopping you. I mean, you you can go relive. The entire uh, library. How far back does it go on the Peacock? Uh, that that's I don't know. Question. Yeah, that, that's a great question for for someone with access to the cock at any time. Well, I've got Spike Trivet cutting a pre-tape promo <laughs> on Trivet. on Jonathan Gresham. That here, is a made-up so. name. That I am not believing. No, you don't know him. Spike Trivet. He's a champ. Spike Trivet. He had a hot feud. You want me to believe that a man named Spike Trivet? exists and not in Mike Quackenbush's Shakara? No. Rich, he had not. a hot he had a hot feud with Karen Noir on <laughs> oh, the I'm Br- sure it was piping hot. No, on the on the on the British Indies like before all the shit went down and I reviewed like every match. I'm surprised you're not familiar with yeah, it. I don't remember the name. He wrestles in like uh like a like a like a like a old timey nineteen twenty suit like is his deal. Like he wears like a like a three piece with the vest and the I'm surprised this. you'll know who this is. Let me look up this lad. This yeah. bloke over here. Let's see what he looks like. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, I remember this guy. Yeah, so I, I had a feeling you knew who he was. He is the... Uh, Those are some dark days, man. Spike Trivet versus Karen Noir. Yeah, well, whatever. I well, he's in a hot feud with John Gresham, it looks mm. like, in, in progress. So, um, maybe that's... Our, what's my main event tonight? You still looking at this? No, it's the, the main natural... event was uh, Kanji and Lana Austin for the progress I women's title. What was the the I real main event? About, yeah, what's the real main event? <laughs> For progress one, uh, no spoilers. I won't give you any spoilers. Uh, I'll just give you the match. It's um, Axel Tischer and Big Demo versus Leon Slater and Luke Jacobs. I don't think that's the main event either. What's the ticket selling match on this show? I you, don't you know. I don't know. Ricky Knight Jr. versus Tate Mayfair's. That's the end of the Natural Progression series. Yes, that one. RKJ wins that. Is Spoiler that, alert. Okay, is that the um, ticket buy? I I can I can keep listing matches if you want, but they're not going well, anywhere. It's the, the champion on the show. Uh, Spike Trivet. He's facing Jonathan Gresham. Oh, well, that's the main event. What well, are we doing here? Start that's the, the show. Event. I guess is it opening? It says it's opening the show on this thing. That's your. That's the real main event. I guess that's why I'm getting the video. What back. about oh, yeah, uh, hair comes. versus mask? Kid Lycos versus Chuck Mambo. They got Cash Wheeler on the show. <laughs> oh, hair versus mask. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I, this is a, a stipul like a lucha. Uh, stipulation. Uh, yeah, like a, a stipul. One man will will get his hair cut. I was like, when did I was like, when did Cash <laughs> Wheeler go to progress? <laughs> hair is on the show. Hair, um, hair versus mask. Yeah, uh, no kid like us, Chuck Mambo. Somebody will uh, will lose their mask or lose their hair. 
Well, it's probably Kid Lycos because we just saw Chuck Mambo wrestle on the R- Rev Pro show and he appeared to have hair. <laughs> well, I, um, I uh, hate to spoil it, but uh, apparently Chuck Mambo lost that match. So either he's oh, like, all right. he grows his hair pretty quickly, I guess. Oh, well, or they just gave a nice, maybe he, had, maybe he had enough nice tight fade. The Kid Lycos got in there and gave a nice tight fade. and was like, ah, there you go. That'll learn you. Maybe he didn't have hair. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, I don't I think he did, though. <laughs> I thought he did too. I, I think he did. Um, who knows when these were taped and aired? Who who True. can tell? Um, anyway, it looks like Gresham's going to cut. What are we doing here? Vince McMahon's coming back. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting. For... <laughs> oh, that was our banter. Our pre-show banter. See, people can't say it's not wrestling. Like the 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 timestamp dorks on YouTube. They're like the wrestling starts at fourteen twenty-two. Like you can't do that now. That was all. That was all wrestling right there at the beginning. I'm keeping so. you up on current events. Yeah, here. yeah. This is current so apps in in the world of progress. On the uh, shit, the we might listen. We might cover progress every week. How would I, that? You know, we'll we'll really stick it to them. How about we open up a progress every week? <laughs> the ringer bit is done. Long live yeah. progress. Is that is that more threatening to the audience or you? Uh, me, me. I think. No, maybe the audience. Yeah. No, you know, I, I probably looking at this card. Like, I think I would like a lot of what's on here. Like, I don't really want to watch progress anymore, but I'd eh, be okay. But then, yeah, I, I think that the audience would. Our numbers would plummet the first thirty minutes if if they knew that every show started with a thirty minute discussion of the latest haps in progress. It'd be like a a mm-hmm. Wednesday flagship where everybody checks in at nine o'clock or whatever. So. You know, I, we missed last week on the Mask Man show when they did the Maskey Awards. And oh, the, the Maskies. Match of the year. Oh, I love the Maskies. Yeah, what was the, what was the match of the year in the Maskies? I didn't listen. Oh. Like, uh, hold on. Well, you know what? It's the ringer. They do they do transcripts. So give me a second. I'll scroll through. <laughs> great radio. Yes. I want to know what their match of the year was. Match of the you want to try to yeah. guess while I'm looking for it? Uh, the maskey's match of the year i am gonna say it is either the war games bloodline versus whatever the fuck match or uh cody and cody versus seth at hell in a cell all right all right i gotta tell you scrolling through these transcripts takes longer than you would think um (laughs) it's a lot of words there's a lot of words Tune in next week, and I'll let you know what the, <laughs> what the best man, what the best man. <laughs> match of the years were, because um, I can't find this. Oh, my God. Incredible. I don't know when in the show they did it. <laughs> this is supposed to be the Maskey Awards, and I don't even. Yeah, they got to. Does this get published anywhere? I don't even. I don't see any awards either. I This is. Uh, what a disaster. They're doing the top non-wrestlers of the year. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> um, all right. This bit's falling apart because <laughs> I can't find the answer. Um, if somebody, I in, the, if somebody in the Nodob Shatter wants to uh, let us know what the uh, masky match of the year was, we'd be uh, we'd be very, yeah. uh, very appreciative of that. Well, on this week's show, they did lead off with Wrestle Kingdom. Oh. But, but. It was Mercedes Monet that they let off with. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, not the rest of the show. Um, topic two, quick break for more wrestling impressions. Mm. Topic three, 
Whether or not John Cena is the greatest WWE superstar of all time. <laughs> oh, what a debate. I we, saw we, some, uh, we too shall debate that later as well. Well, I saw Kaz was saying that he has now lapped Hulk Hogan in drawing in, money and everything else. And oh. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> no, no, he hasn't. Brian Danielson's path to challenging MJF for the AEW world title. Okay. Is Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay match of the year already? Well, you know, I'd say it is the best match so far this year. That yes, I would say, I, 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 a little bit of a I, hot take by the, uh, the 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 ringer, the maskey on the maskey show. But uh, I would uh, I would say that five days into the year, yes, Will Ospreay and, and and Kenny Omega is indeed the 2023 match of the year. I do think that uh, they do mean will it be the match of the year is what they mean. And final topic: Solo Sokoa being the next head of the table. Ah. <laughs> We too. So they're they're taking all of our discussion points from this week's episode. We are gonna discuss if I mean, John Cena is the greatest WWE superstar of all time. So Rich, we just talked about Spike Trevet and Jonathan <laughs> That's Brescher. That's true. We so have we, no we have no <laughs> no leg to stand on here. Um for cheap heat. Uh, we're being told in, in, in the no dub chat room that uh the uh, Reigns Lesnar match from SummerSlam was the masky match of the year. With the fucking with the, with the bulldozer and the bulldozer and the tables, yeah, that's 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 the one. So. Oh well, can't account for taste, I guess. Um, cheap heat with dopey Pete and dip. So there's no stack guy Greg this week. Um, he's still upset show- about Britain Dorby at <laughs> the show of the year. Probably stack stack guy Greg is yeah he's too uh, yeah he's too sad to do a show this week. Um, topic number one was Charlotte Flair winning the women's championship and her return to SmackDown. That's yeah. a very dopey Pete lead topic. That's <laughs> that that's to form, I would say. Um, topic two: What Ric Flair's appearance means for the future of Ron? Oh, not Ric Flair. What Charlotte Flair's appearance means for the future of Ronda Rousey, and why Dip thinks WWE messed up Rousey's career from the moment he's. How long is this topic? Oh my good lord! All right, <laughs> is this the transcript? Um. Topic three, why Rosenberg feels that not even the great John Cena is impervious to ring rust. Mm. So Ro- Dopey Pete didn't like Cena's performance. Yeah, guess, the, the always incredible um, performer John Cena. Yeah, it's amazing that as he's entering topic four. F- mid-40s and after months off, he's maybe not the greatest worker. Okay. Speculation on the future of Sasha Banks. Mm. Remember, this was a few days ago. Right. Um Top. Oh, we got a bonus topic. Oh, great. Plus, what is WWE going to do with Omos, Bronson Reed, and <laughs> and why Dexter Loomis thing won't work? And oh. of course, the mailbag. Well, you can scratch off our conversation about Omos and Bronson Reed because the boys over at Cheap Heat had it covered, Rich. Yeah, so go listen so to uh, go listen to Cheap Heat for uh, yeah. We're we're we had a lot of other stuff to get to uh, tonight, so I don't think we're going to get to our discussion on Omos and Bronson Reed and <laughs> Dexter Loomis and whether the character has been been portrayed properly. So yeah, go go to Cheap Heat to listen to that one. That's all I'll say. What what to do with Omos? Take that <laughs> what off to our do with Omos? Yeah, it's, which uh, sucks because I had a lot of ideas. I, I put down a <laughs> yeah. lot of ideas, but yeah. I mean, if we get to it, we get to it. I got it. Maybe an overrun, but but yeah, it, it does feel like a little bit of a wasted work knowing that that uh, dip already covered it. So <laughs> I have nothing more to say. 
dip. I was I was promised Uncle Howdy in the in the in the podcast title, but I don't see Uncle Howdy on the run sheet. So um, unfortunately, there will be no Uncle Howdy uh, breakdowns, Rich. So uh, we'll we'll see what they cover. Uh, oh, this week, yeah, this will be a fun the, week to see what they cover. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying to know how they handle that and uh, and what the what what the order, well, how far they can bury the Vince stuff uh, because. Once again, we buried it behind the latest progress show, so we don't really have a uh, uh, leg to stand on here. But uh, we'll we'll see what the uh, what the ringer shows do. Yeah. So uh, Gresham and Trivet have not even locked up yet. Oh, so well now we know why it went one, four hours and 40, 41 minutes or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing here, but we're still doing intros for some reason, and I swear Gresham's been in the ring. Well, at least since I've been doing that ma- that that uh, mess man bit. So, what do we do? We're we gonna start this match. Fans want action. Um, we gonna do Vince or what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, do Vince, yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. We we got plenty to get to uh, today. Obviously, we uh, we'll talk about Wrestle Kingdom, New Year Dash, New Japan Pro Wrestling. We'll talk about the fallout. Uh, from that, we did a full review of Wrestle Kingdom 17 immediately after the show. That's on Instar uh, Instant Reaction Live. Uh, over at flagshippatreon.com, the $10 tier. So uh, you can go listen to that if you want. So we're not going to go match by match with our full review of Wrestle Kingdom, but there's uh, some news and notes that I think we need to update uh, people on and, and and at least discuss uh, a little bit. Uh, we have some some you know data on New Japan World subscription. So you know Mercedes Monet, which he maybe uh, did for that. Uh, AEW and, and Mercedes, FKA Sasha Banks, uh, if she, is she showing up or not? And some confusion that's been going on. Uh, over the last week, uh, we have Noah as well. Noah, the new year uh, review that show. We both watched that, ready to talk about that. And then, of course, a check in on all Japan Pro Wrestling. And there is some there's some uh, happenings in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling, including a brand new All Asia Tag Team uh, champions that we we have to discuss, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I think uh, after we've talked, hey, about is pro- that a, are those are those New Japan World sub numbers? Is that exclusive? Did anyone else have that? Yet? Um, I don't know if anybody else has that yet. So we'll uh, let's just call it exclusive. We'll call it exclusive. Yes, I don't. I you don't know, know if I've seen it anywhere else. But we could tell everybody how many subs were added. Right. That's, what, uh, that's new just- accounts created. We don't know subscriptions. Oh, come on, subs added. Come on, that's safe. <laughs> well, I think you so- can you can make an account but not sign up for it. I believe. What would be the point of that? Someone's going to make an account. You're talking about like 11-year-old Sasha stands, man. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I don't know what the kids do with their accounts these days. Right, point is, that will be, we're going to call that an exclusive. Let's do that. Let's do that. Is yeah, what yeah. we're going to call that. Um, so we'll get to that later. But I guess we got to do this. This Vince. <laughs> This guy, this fucking guy, huh? This fucking guy in this uh, fucking company, man. Oh, my God. All right. So I was howling when I saw this news. I mean, this is just the most incredible shit from one of the most incredibly weird, odd, strange, terrible human beings ever. Uh, he's fucking back. So here, here's from the PR Newswire from the desk of Vince McMahon as well. It literally says news provided by, and then there's a link of who the author is, and the author is Vince McMahon. <laughs> it's incredible. I love it. So here we go. The headline is Vince McMahon takes actions in support of plan for WWE to undertake a review of strategic alternatives and capture unique opportunity to maximize long-term value for all shareholders. 
What does that mean? Okay, well, let me read the exact report here. Vince McMahon, the founder and controlling shareholder of World Wrestling Entertainment, announced today that he has taken the necessary actions to position the company to capitalize on a unique opportunity to maximize long-term value for all WWE shareholders. The actions communicated to the WWE Board of Directors today via written consent include the election to the board of Mr. McMahon, as well as Michelle Wilson and George Berrios, former WWE co-presidents and board members, and currently the co-founders and co-CEOs of ISOS Capital Management. Also, the requisite removal from the board of three directors. Mr. McMahon expects to assume the role of executive chairman of the board. So we'll, we'll, we'll I'll go through the rest of this thing, but there's the, the money stuff is right there. The big stuff's in this lead here. Vince McMahon, who... If you listen to this show, this show, because we're Joe, we're not afraid to have big boy conversations on this show. We're not afraid to get serious and, and do adult wrestling conversations on the show. If you listen to this show, we told you when all this stuff was going down and everybody was saying, I wonder what's going to happen post Vince McMahon. How is this company going to look without Vince McMahon? Or, oh, Paul Levesque's taking over now. He's going to cha- do some changes. And Stephanie, we told you, right, that Frank A. Riddick, the, who I think got assumed got moved to president. He had the quote that essentially just said that Vince McMahon still controls this company. Vince McMahon still a controlling shareholder, and he, no matter what happens, he is going to be the guy that makes it happen. If we're sold, if we do a TV rights deal, if he decides to take over again, whatever it's going to be, he is going to be the guy because he still has the controlling interest, and he can do whatever the fuck he wants still. Is essentially what Frank A. Reddick said, and everybody was just ready to go out. Okay, well, how's this going to look like without He's fucking back because he wants to be back. <laughs> and we knew that a couple weeks ago when he started putting it out there that he's annoyed that he got had to resign and that he was annoyed that they put him to the back and he thought everything was going to blow back away. And, and This is still his fucking company, and it was always his fucking company, and he was going to come back at some point in some way, in some form or fashion. And the fact that it took this long is maybe a little surprising, but also... Just the, the gall of which he takes back over is just, it, it, it's wild. We're, we'll talk about it a lot, but to not only take over, but then to appoint Michelle Wilson, George Berrios, former WWE co-presidents and board members back into the board. And then the removal, and this is the most interesting part, I think, the removal from the board of three directors. At this time, those three directors are not named, but we can uh, maybe speculate that's, a little that's- bit. That's when it'll get real spicy. Yes. Yes. If yes. It's his yes. Own, if it's his own family. And, you know, well, because there's three uh, board members that work for that company. The other board members are this guy works for, you know, Sprint. You know, this guy works for this company and that. Co- they're just, you know, random voting board members. You know what I mean? They're not the three yeah. board members that work for World Wrestling Entertainment are Nick Khan, Paul Levesque, and Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. And I mean, that would be the funniest outcome. Because I look at all this like it's, I mean, this is just entertainment to me. Oh, it's clown college. And this company has um, been clown college for, for decades. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, there, there were whispers that he was sticking his beak back in. And then the report came out, I don't know, about a month ago that he said he regret leaving and he got bad advice. You know what you alluded to. But all along, you know, he, he always had the voting 
uh, the, 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 the shit, the, the amount of, he had the majority of the shit. He had the, what am I, what's the term? He was the majority shareholder. I mean, he, he was the the term that they use stocks and the, yeah, yeah. Controlling shareholder, the founder and controlling controlling shareholder of world wrestling entertainment was Vince McMahon. It was always Vince McMahon. It was Vince McMahon when he retired. It was Vince McMahon when it was always Vince McMahon was always controlling shareholder, but he still needed to get control of the board. And the only way for him to do that is to get rid of the people who will vote against them and bring in his puppets. And Wilson and Barrios, I mean, this was a twist. (laughs) I mean, he fired these people. Yes. They are basically the new Stooges. They are the new Patterson and Briscoe. They're just, he's just bringing them back because they're going to vote his way. (laughs) I hope George Barrios, hello, Mr. Mac, man. (laughs) Yeah, with the the forehead. And he's like, (laughs) it's the forehead. Forehead. And he has the goatee now. Have you seen it with the goatee? With the with the Beavis and Butthead forehead. <laughs> this goatee. And Man has a goatee. Man grew a goatee in 2022. And Wilson, Wilson with her network Groupons. She's gonna, yeah. <laughs> her buy one, get one on oh, the network. Right. <laughs> yes, if, if you don't know, uh, these two people were, were mostly the spearheads of the WWE Network. Yeah. Big spearheads of the WWE Network. And for a little bit of background, essentially when Nick Khan started gaining some more power in WWE, little by little started to maybe convince McMahon, hey, you know what? This WWE Network was kind of a disaster. This thing didn't really work. Let's get out of here. Let's do a deal with Peacock. Let's just get that bag of money. And when that was done, then he said, hey, these fuckers told you to do the WWE Network. And they they fucked up. And Vince said, yeah, you're right. And got rid of them. Yeah. But it, now it, it, <laughs> Vince is realizing that, uh, well... Maybe that guy wasn't my friend like I thought he was. Well, you know, again, this story broke today. But there was speculation very early on that it may have been somebody in Vince's inner circle who leaked the original story that he paid off the first lady. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you want to put your, all- if you want to put your tin your your, your tinfoil hat or whatever on or whatever, I mean it can get real weird here, real messy and real interesting. Yeah. So what if that turns out to be true? And it was Paul Levesque or or whoever that that leaked uh, those uh, that story, knowing that he would end up, you know, usurping power in the end. And now Vince, who uh, Rich is, uh, <laughs> he's not exactly immune to hostile takeovers and and uh, and predatory uh, business moves. And uh, now Vince may be caught a whiff of this or has been Biden this time and. And has decided to, uh, you know, rest the power back. And the fact is, he's not just putting in two puppets to replace three board members who, uh, you know, uh, he feels like aren't going to play his game. Uh, But he's also threatening, Rich, to not approve of any new media rights deals unless this plan all comes together for him. Like, he flat out threatened. Mm Mm-hmm. To not approve the new media rights deals. Right. That, that was in the, the Wall Street Journal then followed up after after this PR Newswire thing and, and, and essentially said that Vince McMahon expressed that unless he has direct involvement as executive chairman, he will not support or approve any media rights deals. So he has that company by the balls like he always he's did because yeah. it's his fucking company. But well, now he's really got well, it by the balls. He had to get board members in there to, that, that, are, that, that are puppets. Though. That was the key to this. Yeah. And who knew it'd be these two clowns? Barrios and his fucking forehead. Unbelievable. <laughs> He's got the little the the, the hat with the, the the pinwheel hat or whatever. <laughs> 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 
top of his giant forehead. I'm trying to imagine that phone call. Uh, uh, Barrios, it's it's Vince McMahon. How are the bowling alleys? Doing? How you doing, pal? <laughs> How are you? Yeah. How's the bowling alley doing? How's the bowling alley business doing? Weren't they? Weren't they? Weren't they? Weren't Barrios and Wilson getting into like? Uh, didn't they get hired <laughs> they by some bowling alleys? <laughs> yeah, they got hired by some bowling alley bowling oh. alley chain or something. Yeah, like some uh, Brunswick bowling or some shit. Uh, I don't know. So but, Brunswick owns a lot of things. I, I would hope that they weren't getting into the bowling alley industry. But maybe I they were. Think, yeah. I think much like Paul Orndorff in 1986 when he left the wrestling the first time, they bought a bowling alley. It was right. something like that. I, 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 there's hey, something I, I going like, on I with like them. I like bowling for the record. I just don't know if it's a great business to get into right now. But hey, I love bowling, so I'm I'm down. I think I think the Michelle Wilson buy one get ones probably work better in the bowling alley business, right? You bowl one game, get a second game free. Sure, sounds great. Yeah, rent one pair of shoes, get a second <laughs> pair of shoes free. <laughs> Yeah, ten dollars in free tokens <laughs> at the arcade. <laughs> right, tokens to the arcade that still has like uh, uh, a Mortal Kombat two machine, <laughs> Killer that, Instinct, where, yeah. where, where one side doesn't work anymore, and and like Bubble Bobble or something, right, or, or some uh, some janky pinball machine or something. Yeah, like that 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 would work. That that's where they went. They went to some. They were heading up some bowling alley company or something. I think. Um. So he brings them back there, you know, and now, now he'll presumably he thinks he'll have the voting power and um, and and he's just flat out putting threats out there. I mean, this is just this is just a I, this is surreal. You know, this is a crazy, crazy story. And I love the fact that he puts out his own press release that says from Vince McMahon, <laughs> From Vince McMahon. <laughs> yes. The byline is by. <laughs> yeah. Vince McMahon by. Then you go to the next line. Vince McMahon. <laughs> Does it have uh does it have the bios of Barrios and Wilson? Maybe it talks about the bowling. Oh, I, alley I will check. There. It does it does have it does have bios. Let me let me do a quick check there. Let's see. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they stuck together and they were heading up some bowling alley corporation or some shit. Um which, you know, for all I know, maybe it was some great company. I I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I I don't know. Um Oh, let's see, George Barrios. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this. Now, do we know what? Are you just? Did you make this up? This bowling thing, or am I no, going to actually have to look I at this? Okay, I, I didn't. Uh, make it up. All right, so uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so previously, uh, Michelle served as the chief marketing officer of the United States Tennis Association, oversaw all marketing efforts for the launch of the XFL. That went great. Uh, a partnership between WWE and NBC, and held consumer products and brand management positions at the NBA and Nabisco. She received her MBA from Harvard Business School and currently serves on the boards of the Bolero Corporation and Turtle Beach. So Bol- Bolero, you. do you know what Bolero is? Have you have you seen a Bolero ever? No. Okay. That's it's, the, that's- um, how do I describe Bolero? It's like they try to make bowling cool type of thing, but not in the way that like Cosmic Bowling try to make bowling cool. Yeah. This is like we got like top shelf liquor and like loud music and that sort of thing where cosmic bowling was like, Hey, and you, you and your nine-year-old friends are going to like, like lasers and glow in the dark balls or whatever. This is like, Oh, you and your 29 year old friends are going to like daiquiris and Mai Tais and stuff like that. And loud music and hot, attractive waitresses. And you know what I mean? Like that, that's a Bolero's kind of going for. So that's where they went. Bolero. Uh, well, <laughs> well, she just serves on the board of, of Bolero. I don't know. She's not like, I don't think she's like the heading. She's not the CEO of Bolero. Well, 
I would like an apology because clearly <laughs> you were right. You were right. You were right. I my, my bowling information was correct. And, um, but now they're back. The, the, the Stooges are back. And, uh, <laughs> Mr. And <they're>, <laughs> yeah. I like Stooges or clowns. What are we going to go with our official one? We want to go Stooges. I like, cause they are literally the, they are literally Briscoe and Patterson. Yeah. They're the new Stooges. Like Absolutely. the Mr. McMahon character walks in and, you know, Gerald Briscoe, a.k.a. George Barrow, is like, here you go, Mr. McMahon. Here's your coffee. <laughs> you know I mean? like, yeah. That's very us. Yeah. It's for You know. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. We've got. He's back. Like, no shit. We have a record numbers of people listening to this live show. <laughs> and this doesn't exactly mirror the coverage like WrestleNomics is about to do on this. I can <laughs> no, promise that. They're probably going to do it better, um, but that's all right. Because I can't, like a lot of people are going to be like, all right, now we have to discuss this. Like, you know, I, I just find it fucking hilarious in all, because it's like this company, you played it in the intro there. I fucking hate this company. You know what I mean? I, I, I think this company is an absolute joke. And we, we knew, I mean, we knew this was what was going to, he was going to come back at some point. We knew he was going to come back at some point. It was just a matter of when and how, because he was still the controlling shareholder. He was always going to be involved in some way, shape or form, whether they made a TV rights deal, whether they sold, no matter what they did, he was going to be a part of that. And some people are going to have those really solemn conversations about, oh, well, these, the new talents that have just, you know, resigned. What must they be thinking? Well, I don't know, man. You signed up for Vince McMahon's company. You signed up for Vince McMahon's controlling shareholder company. So I'm sorry, I don't feel that bad for you. You know what I mean? Like, yes, Paul, Uncle Paul called you and said, hey, I want to bring you back or whatever. And you said, okay, great. Yeah. Well, now it's not Uncle, Uncle Paul's company because it never fucking was Uncle Paul's company. It was never Stephanie McMahon's company. It was never Nick Khan's company. It was never Frank A. Riddick's company. It was always Vince McMahon's company. So I'm sorry. You signed up to work for Vince McMahon's company again. And now it's Vince McMahon's company in all the way, shape, and form again. So I'm sorry. You knew what you had, and you did it anyway. So yeah, you know, a lot of people are going to have those kind of, oh, man, well, what's going to happen to, well, they're probably well, going to get we, fucking well, fired. You know, director of lore, <laughs> that guy better well, state his well, resume today. Director well, we, of lore, that dude. If he's not making calls already, if he's not on LinkedIn, if he hasn't signed to his LinkedIn tonight, he might want to do that very soon. Well, we've buried the lead. I mean, all of these moves are because Vince wants to sell it. Like the end game here is to sell it. See, I don't, I, I don't know. I really That's still don't what know. The Wall about Street that. Journal report says. I still don't think so. I don't well, know. You, you take it up with the Wall Street Journal. No, sir, no, I, I, they're it, they're probably right, but I don't know that they they don't they've never covered of Vince McMahon. They're trying, they're trying, and they're doing better than almost everybody else. Well, really, they're doing better than everybody else. I don't, I don't know that he's trying to sell. Well, then, what's your theory here? I think he's just fucking Vince McMahon. Then where'd they get the scoop that he wants to ultimately sell? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what he said. I think he's trying to maybe put that out in the wild that he wants to sell, and that's why he's he's doing these moves because he believes he's most the best representative of the company and this will be his company and if they say it'll be because he's in charge and he's the one making the the, the decisions and they know that he's the guy that created this thing so he'll i, I don't know I, I i is he is he driving up the stock yeah by saying he and he already is stock. and he already has i mean he, he's yeah. smart enough to know that i here's the thing with vince mcmahon and selling is i just i maybe maybe he got a taste of whatever the life was over the last six months and said you know what that's not too bad let me get in there. Let me sell this thing. Let me make a shit ton of money and I'll be good to go. But he could, he could have done that anyway. Right? 
Maybe he could have done that sitting just, at home eating his steak wraps. I still think he needed the control, right? He still needed to usurp the control back with the board in order to do that, right? Well, if they, I'm, I'm saying if they wanted to sell, but but you're saying that maybe he got a whiff that those guys weren't trying to sell. Um, yeah, what I'm saying is maybe he's doing this at a maybe he is going to sell it like out of spite, or um, you know maybe he's annoyed. I mean, this is the this is the earliest stages of this. We still don't know what his motivations are. We still don't know who these three board members are that are going to be out. Well, he, and here's those, here's the other thing too, and this is a quote from that PR Newswire, and this is why I. I, so the Wall Street Journal has said that. But if you read this, this is the quote from Mr. McMahon that he self-quoted in this PR Newswire thing. It says, quote, WWE is entering a critical juncture in its history with the upcoming media rights negotiations coinciding with the increased industry-wide demand for quality content and live events and with more companies seeking to own the intellectual property on their platforms. The only way for WWE to fully capitalize on this opportunity is for me to return as executive chairman and support the management team in the negotiation for our media rights and to combine that with a review of strategic alternatives. My return will allow WWE as well as any transaction counterparties to engage in these processes is knowing they will have the support of the controlling shareholder. Now you don't you don't read that as wanting to sell because I, I read that as wanting to get another media rights deal. Yeah, but he says and other strategic alternatives. Yeah, I, I still I mean, until Vince McMahon, until I hear the report that Vince McMahon has sold this company, I will not believe that he's going to sell this company. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I I am knowing this guy. I just think he's bitter and annoyed that Nikon forced him out. That whatever the hell happened, his 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 daughter and his son in law supported him leaving, and is pissed about that, and just want and just thinks he could probably walk back in and 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 take over again, and and I don't know, I that that's my theory on this thing. I I still don't think he's trying to sell this thing, and may, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'll be wrong, but I don't know. I I just I, this I think he's just annoyed that he got shoved out of his company, and he's pissed about it. And he came well, back. Well, yeah, I, and that, that was back. that's clear. That that part's clearly the case. That he that he feels like he got bad advice, and was pushed out, and has figured out a way to throw his weight around and get back in. Um, look, I'm no I'm I'm no expert in these sort of matters, but it doesn't look like he can really be stopped at this point. No. So. Um, and then at that point, if he wants to sell, he can sell. I mean, we've been saying that from the start, though. If he wanted to sell, he could find a way to sell. Um, and it looks like the, he may have. So, you know, what does this mean for the people in charge now? Well, we don't know until we find out who these three board members are that he's ousting. That's the that's really the the key to the rest of all of this. Finding out who the three board members are that he's kicking out the door. That's, you know, if it does turn out to be his family and Nick Khan or some combination of those people, this gets real juicy. And obviously that's what we're hoping for, because that's the funnest outcome here. That's like the most entertaining outcome is Levesque, Stephanie and Nick Khan are out. And Vince comes power swagger walking back into the into the picture with the Stooges and uh, it takes it takes control of this thing in all forms again. And the chaos that will ensue. I mean, that's what I want. That's that's me rooting for the most possible chaos on the last day of the NFL season, or rooting for absolute chaos in the uh, you know uh, the college football playoff race. It, that's what this is to me. That would be the best outcome 
for this podcast, uh, for just wackiness in general in the wrestling world. So that's what I'm rooting for. Maybe, maybe I don't want him to sell because personally, I want I, I want that chaos. You know what I mean? Like I I I, yeah, I love the, the idea of you know in two weeks you know everyone's at the building for Raw and all of a sudden don't hear the door opens and there's Vince sits down puts the headset on hey Bruce how's it going all right let's do this you know what I mean like that that I love the idea of that I love the idea of that just because it's it's just pure chaos and it's just the clown college that this com- that this company is and what this clown college that this company has been for for as long as it's been and and. and you know, I, I I have seen some people and there are people talking in, in, in the note of chat right now about like, well, you know, oh, uh, shareholders aren't going to stand for this and advertisers are going to stand for this. And these, yeah, they will. The price just went yeah. up. The price just went yeah. up. Yeah, the stock went up. They don't it, care. They didn't they, don't they didn't care. force them out the first time. They, yeah. They, they, they don't I hate care. to tell you, <laughs> capitalism, uh, <laughs> it's capitalism, man. They don't care. He's going to make yeah. everybody a lot of money. They don't give a shit. Yeah. It's, uh, Should they? Probably. They didn't give a shit for three decades. Yeah. USA Network, trust me, USA Network doesn't give a shit. Without WWE, they're nothing. Without WWE, yeah. that, that company, that, that channel, I think Belcher talked about it the other day, averages you know 400,000 viewers a day. What is it? They drop from to all the way to 16th or something? Or something like if that. They, they fall off the, yeah, they fall off the radar in terms of a major cable network. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah, they don't care. They, they don't care. give a shit. No. No. Um, yeah, I mean, the wrestlers seem happier with him gone for the most <laughs> sure. part. <laughs> sure, they do. <laughs> oh, man. There was a lot of, uh, I don't know if you saw the report, uh, Sean Ross Sapp had it where he had talked to a few people backstage and a few executives and a few recently rehired talents. And yeah, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, they're like, I don't, he can't do this, can he? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I can. It's like, he did it. Surely he can't do this. <laughs> Doing it right now. What do you mean? Um, that's great. I mean, just the fact that he he would block the new media rights deals. Man, he just he's holding the company hostage. Right, and he doing. always could, and he always could. The Frank A. Riddick quote that I had, I, I want to bring that up again, was, and this was we 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 mentioned this when it when it yeah. happened at the, at the at the quarterly calls when people asked about Vince McMahon, and we. You know, except because we're not afraid to have big boy wrestling conversations on this show. A lot of other shows are, and they're gonna they're gonna skirt around this or avoid it altogether. Frank A. Riddick said, "Quote: Mr. Vince McMahon can effectively exercise control over our affairs." Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. It's him. That's the president saying, "Well, yeah," because somebody is saying, "Oh, well, you know." Somebody was asking him a question about, "Well, what's going to change in this?" And what's gonna, and he essentially just kind of stopped him and said, "Look, look." Whatever Vince wants to do is what we're going to do. Like, we can't do anything. Yeah. We can't make any decisions without Vince. So this idea that we're, what do we do after Vince? There's no after Vince. He's still here. You know, and some people theorize that maybe he was still there in terms of the the creative in a lot of ways. Things felt Vincean for a while. You know, I just think his statement, especially by Vince standards, Points to a set. I cannot get past the line of with the review of strategic alternatives. That's not the way Vince talks. You know what I mean? That that addendum at the end of that, after he says, the only way for WWE to fully capitalize on this opportunity is for me to return as executive chairman and support the management team in the negotiations for our media rights 
and to combine that with the review of strategic alternatives. What alternatives could that be other right. than selling? That That's what he's talking about. And then he says, my return will allow WWE as well as any transaction counterparties to engage in these processes. I mean, I, that lines up with the Wall Street Journal reporting to me. I, I feel like that's the hint that he's dropping there. Well, and there's also the line, too, uh, and, and this one is um, upcoming media rights negotiations coinciding with the increased industry-wide demand for quality content live events and with more companies seeking to own the intellectual property on yes. the platforms. Yeah, that that is that is the one line that does make me think that you might be right or that the Wall Street Journal might be right. I just can't believe it because I think it's Vince McMahon, and, and I think this is his company, and it's always been his company, and he's pissed that it wasn't his company for a little while, and he wants to take it back. But he might be doing that same thing and saying, hey, this is my goddamn company, and I'm going to be the one that sells it. Nick Khan is not selling my company. The only other Nick reason Khan's not he selling would... my dad's company. You know what I mean? This is my he... thing. Not yours. Yeah, well, the only other reason he would throw in lines like that would be to juice up the stock. Because the stock's going to go up if people think they're going to sell. Right, and, and it did. Yeah, and that's exactly why the stock went up. So either way, whether he's just trying to juice the stock or whether he fully intends on taking control with the intent to then potentially selling the company, that's the reason he threw those lines into his statement. That's what I'm saying, and that's what I was trying to say before. Because when you read... because. When you read between the lines there or just read it in black and white, that's not the way Vince talks when he if he wanted to seize if he just wanted to seize control back of this company because he wants to run it and get back in gorilla position and and, you know, and, and, and have full control of everything like you used to. I feel like this would have been worded a lot differently with the Vince bravado and straightforwardness that we're used to. And that's not what we got here. We got these little weird lines that indicate that there might be something else coming down once he moves forward with this plan to take control. And if you combine that with the reporting that the wall street journal did where they flat out say he intends to sell, I mean, that was their lead. If I'm not mistaken, that he, that he, that he intends on returning and then selling the company. I feel like he's telling us that right in his statement. So then what, what, you know, he sells it to whoever the fuck NBC would probably be, you know, NBC universal would have to be one of the leading candidates, right? So they can retain all that shit instead of, instead of paying a half a billion dollars, instead of paying Vince, instead of paying this company billions and billions of dollars over the years and rights fees, why not just buy it outright? Right. Just give them $3 million or whatever now, and then own it forever. Well, three million—that'd be a hell of a deal. Uh, three, billion, I, I three billion, three billion. I yeah. said, three billion. Yeah. I said. So, yeah, that, that, but exactly. Like, just you know, you buy it outright, and 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 then you own it, and then you don't have to, you know. So it just it it makes more sense at that point once these get, deals get to that size. So maybe that's what he's looking at. He's almost eighty years old, and especially if he feels like the people close to him fucked him over here. You know that whole bad advice thing. I don't think people are reading into that enough. He he might mean that like the people close to him intentionally gave him bad advice. Oh, I, I I think so. And if you remember when we read that quote, that's what our our read on it was. And he and he even said people. I forget the exact wording, but it was it, it wasn't people close to him. It was like the people closest to me or something like that. You know what I mean? It was it, the way it was. Let, let me show, see if I can find 
exactly what that was. But we at at the time when we said that a month ago, we were like, that sounds like he's talking about his family or he's talking about Nick Khan, one or the other. That like the people cl- like it wasn't like some crisis management, you know, c- company came in and we're like, all right, Vince, but we, I, we were no, that you like, resign. And he would, you know, he wouldn't give a shit what those people said. He wouldn't care. I think a lot of people took it that way. Yeah, I, I think don't, a lot no, of people no, took no, that no. as people close to him said, ah, you better, you know, you better just resign. No, I feel like he was saying he was duped into right. into retiring is what I feel like he was saying with that report. So, um, you know, this is him charging back in and he, and maybe he just, uh, partly out of spite, partly out of, he's the ultimate control freak. We all know that, um, partly out of, you know, um, just, just it's time because of his age and maybe this time away, he's realized, you know what? It, it does feel good to relax, you know, and, Maybe for all those reasons, you know, and, I, I and, can't believe the relaxed thing. I, I, don't, I mean, that's just never been. Well, he's almost 80. Yeah, 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 maybe. You know, I mean, time waits for no man. I mean, it catches up to everyone eventually. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just speculating like everybody else, but I, I don't know. He's running around with that fucking 50 year old woman or whatever. That's 30 years younger than him. You know, he's, he's, he's living it <laughs> making up. Him, and, making him feel old, do you think? I'm making him feel young again. Like, yeah, I'm maybe, like, yeah. like, like, I could just, you know, hang out with her and fucking. Who did he get caught going to dinner with? Oh, Cena, right? Didn't Cena yeah, take yeah, him out for his yeah. birthday or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I could, I could take my girl out. I go have dinner with Cena uh, and, and fucking McAfee. And, and I don't have to worry. I could sell this shit and, you know, wipe my hands of it and, and, and none of these people who backstabbed me are going to have control of my thing. You know, maybe that's his mindset. I'm going to have control of it. If someone's going to kill it, I'm killing it. Right, right. Some way or another, it is. It, it, it's spite. It is. It is the. And it is also the Vince McMahon bringing the NWO into WWF <laughs> story, where you know I'm going to inject a lethal poison. I'm going to be the one that kills my own creation or whatever. It's that living life. You know, it's that in in in, in reality. I, I think. One way or another, he's just he's gonna be the guy leading the ship when it goes down or when it gets old or whatever. He just and that's where I don't know. I, I don't I can't buy a sell just because this guy has been such a workaholic. But you're right, maybe you know maybe it is like he got those six months off and he just said, ah, you know what? Fine, who cares? I don't care anymore. But I'm gonna sell this thing. I'm gonna ultimately get that bag and 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 these people that turned their back on me, that told me, that gave me bad advice, that ruined me and ruined my empire and ruined my reputation, all that sort of stuff. I'm not gonna let them have the opportunity to to do this. I'm gonna take back over, and they're off the board, and they're you know. So yeah, I, I maybe I don't know. I, I just it's it's something. It's a hang up that I have that I I will not believe that Vince McMahon is actively trying to sell this company pretty much until I see the report that he sold the company. You know, and I, it's just always been the way I've been. But things have changed. Things have obviously changed in the last six months. So so yeah, we might be getting there. And as I'm reading these quotes a little bit more, I'm starting to see your way a little bit. But I I still ultimately think that I, I think more than anything, he's just trying to take over again and then figure out the rest later and figure out what the next step is after that. And 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 maybe that is entering into negotiations and maybe he does he what if he doesn't get a deal that he likes what if what if he doesn't see something that, i mean then then what what what's next after that well the obvious message board move here for tony khan would be to make the call and buy this thing and then shut it down you know he's you know he you know he called shed right about that he, he had to I, have. man don't <laughs> don't <laughs> listen don't threaten don't threaten yourself with a good time, Joe. 
ultimately that wouldn't be like as much as as funny as it would be ultimately that would not be good for the wrestling industry i don't think like i I would rather nbc just give them a billion dollars and and take it over but yeah i mean tk come down the ramp on raw to shake hands with vince (laughs) (laughs) shuts it down oh man you think uh, you think William Regal is going to do the Costanza thing? Just show up to the where, where's Rampage this Friday? You, you know, you think Vince will come in and just refire all the people <laughs> yes, that were rehired? I, I hope he does. I, like I said, Director of Lore. Can you imagine when that when Vince sits down back at his desk, he cleans it off first off because he's got a bunch of shit all over it, and he looks, he goes, Director of Lore? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> that man will be so fired yeah. so quick. That man that is going to put all of his belongings in a box-like structure so quickly to get the fuck out of there. Bra- Once he finds out they have an <laughs> Uncle Howdy that brays yeah. back and there's something called an Uncle Howdy running around on his television. <laughs> See, that is what, see- here's the thing. I, I, you're probably right. You but- said put his belongings <laughs> in a box-like structure and see- hit the bricks. <laughs> Director of lore. Oh my! God. That guy should just not show up, right? He should just say, like, you know what? Well, what? Well, hold on. What does that guy do? <laughs> I don't know. Bray Wyatt doesn't do anything. Bray Wyatt has come back to the company. He's writing and done the lore. Nothing. He's writing the lore. He's got to. He's got to catalog the lore. He's. he's there's rich. There's no lore. He's writing it, and then he's he's cataloging it. He's directing it. The lore. All Bray has done. Is had promos with L.A. Knight and gotten Sister Abigailed by by Captain Howdy or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> they, he's done nothing. Else. Like, what does this guy do? What are they paying him the right that they never do anything with it with that story? Nothing ever happens. I don't understand what that what that guy's job even is. Like, what what is he writing? Bray literally never does anything. Here, so I, I I could see that you you're right that he's going to try to, but I bet when Vince McMahon gets back into that building, even if he if he then he starts seeing these names and starts saying hey, this guy out of here, this guy, I, I think he's going to get excited again. He's not going to remember he fired. Him. <laughs> right. Excellent I think he question. Will. Excellent question, Shelton. He's not going <laughs> to remember. He's not going to remember any of those guys. Hey, Jonah, how's it going, pal? Yeah, he does. He has no fucking clue who Jonah is. Why haven't we had Jimmy Wayne Yang on TV? Well, you <laughs> fired him six months ago, Vince. He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know who he doesn't know who Bronson Reed is. Yeah. He doesn't know. Does he know who John does he know who John Gargano is? Or, you know. He might remember sending him back packing the NXT. <laughs> right. When Johnny walks up in his fucking uh, Mickey Mouse shirt or whatever, he's just like, get yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's going this on. This Mandalorian shirt. Hey, Vince. How's it going? Welcome back. <laughs> His Mandalorian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> what the fuck? If it's back, what the hell? Oh, my God. All right. I don't know, man. It's... Paul. Come on, it's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. I love it. It's, it's so I think it's great. It's I don't so know. Great. I think it's a lot of fun. I was I howling. I was just, I was at work reading I, this and just at this howl. I was just laughing. 
out loud to myself. Just I couldn't stop. I had to go. I had to go to the bathroom and just <laughs> in the stall, just laughing, just giggling. It's it's uh... and Paul, Uncle Paul, just seeing like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> What's the boring outcome? The boring outcome is Vince just comes back, leaves Triple H in the creative role. Um, but but can he remain hands off like that if he wants to just come back and no. you know? See, that's the thing. See, I, I don't I don't know. Um, and then if they you know are they gonna is he gonna re- stay in control when they sell? Is he gonna be well? And that you know I, I, mean? I think it was Chris Sampson in the chat room that said that maybe perhaps that Vince is going to say, hey, I'm going to be in charge of this sale and I'm putting in something that says that I need to still be a part of this company even post-sale. Yeah. Whether that's in whatever capacity that might be in. Whereas if I wasn't the control, if I wasn't in control of the board and chairman of the board or whatever, those guys could sell a uh, sell without any, you know, any prerequisites or any sort of things involving me. I would just be getting the money and the part of whatever, you know, whatever percentage and then they're done with me and then I'm done. And this, my creation is done forever. Once they sell and I get my my check, I'm done and I'm out of this thing forever. Whereas if he's in charge, maybe he says, hey, yeah, we'll sell, but I need to be in charge of X, Y, and Z, or I want to be in charge of X or whatever. I need to still have this, if he still has that hunger and still has that desire to work, which I I will never believe that Vince McMahon doesn't. The guy didn't take a day off or, or, or rest for you know 40 years. So I, I, I don't know that six months was enough time for him to just decide, ah, you know what, working stupid, who cares? Like, I, I don't know, maybe. Maybe, but I, I I have a tough time believing it. Well, I've got news for you. You have been ousted from the board. I'm bringing back Rob McCarron. Oh, I'm gonna God, have full, I'm gonna have full <laughs> voting power, and uh, and uh, I I have the uh, in, intent to sell. And if if you don't agree, then I will I will vote no, sell, no. Please, please sell. I will vote no on all of our future um, content distribution rights deals. I know our deals coming up shortly with. Uh, with the red circle and uh, I will block all such deals. And uh, until, unless I am given full, given back full control of the uh, VOW brand. So I figured I'd let you know that now. That's fine. No, that sounds uh, all good. That, all that sounds good to me. Live on the air. Well, I get, well, I get any uh, of that. Uh, well, I get any of that paper when you sell, I forget if you said I was still going to get money or not. I uh, know you're just out. You've been oh. ousted. Oh, I don't want to do that. Then that sucks. You've, you've, you've been ousted. So that's, <laughs> Sent that's away. that's end for you. You and you and uh, Paul Levesque will be looking for work very <laughs> shortly. You, uh, you know, based on Levesque's booking, he's going to have trouble finding work. But you, 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 I think you'll do okay. I think you will. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll land on my feet somewhere. So you will land on your feet. Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to see where that where this goes. It's not gonna. It's not going to not be interesting. I mean, every day is going to have some twist and turn at this point. Why do you do it on a Friday? I don't know. Oh, it's Thursday. It's Thursday, Thursday. but I don't know. I don't know. Well, all right. Never mind. He didn't do it on a Friday. He did it on a Thursday. Thursday Thursday afternoon. Yeah, I don't know if that's – is that a good time for for these sort of things? Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know what day it is this week. I lost all track of time, and yeah, who knows? So, like, I made that pork butt – yesterday and it feels like i made it six days ago <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so i don't know what day it is um anyway let's talk about some actual wrestling how about we do that let's do that yeah so that's the vince stuff um obviously we'll we'll uh we'll stay abreast of that on, on this show 
Uh, but uh, yeah, this is fucking <laughs> it's tremendous stuff. All right, let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom 17. Uh, as I said, we did an instant reaction live for that immediately following uh, the show. So you can go and listen to that if you want a match by match breakdown of the show done immediately afterwards. Uh, that is at flagshippatreon.com, $10 tier. Uh, for that instant reaction live. But now a couple of days after, uh, f- you know, we've had the opportunity to kind of sleep on some of the stuff. Like we did that show immediately afterwards. Did you end up going back? Cause you talked about on that show, how you wanted to go back and watch Okada and Jay white. Did you have a chance to do that yet? Uh, yeah, I did. And did it improve? Same. What would what, the match do for you upon second rewatch and outside of the context of Omega and Osprey, not, you know, just in, in, in without any of the, the idea of what else was going on or what I had to follow or whatever. How was it just completely out of context? Yeah, it's a great match. Um, and I had a feeling it would be. It, it kind of won me over by the end anyway. But um, just just coming off the buzz of one of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my life, it was really hard to get into a Jay White style of match. And, you know, by the end of it, though, I think that, um, you know, it, it turned out to be a really great match and was, was pretty easily the second best match on the show. So, um I thought Okada in particular was really, really great in the match. Uh, Jay White was was very good. He always is. I mean, the, the, the knock on Jay White is never his work, and it's never the thought that he puts into the psychology of his matches because he's very good at that as well. It's just sometimes those matches and those stories don't land. It's just a little too boring. Um, But Okada really was excellent in the match. I thought it was, um, you know, it wasn't one of his best matches, but it was one of his best performances, if that makes sense. Um, and I really feel like that he had a little bit of extra motivation, like we talked about, knowing what the two guys before him had just done. Two guys that he's intimately familiar with working with and and knows very well and and, you know, so and he knew that he didn't want to get upstaged on on this show, working the main event spot, representing Anoki, representing New Japan, representing the IWGP title and all those things, you know, by winning the match. And I thought his performance really was uh, super. He really was really good. And Jay White, you know, and, and then the odd the odd post-match stuff with Jay White, which we kind of saw the continuation of that at, at new year dash where he challenges Hikuleo to the loser leave town match. So that's going to ramp up speculation again as, as to not whether or not Jay white's on his way out. Um, so yeah, no, to answer your question though, that that's the long version. It was, it was a, a, an excellent match on, on the rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we both kind of, like you're saying when, when we did the interaction live, I think we both kind of came to that conclusion as well as while the first part of the match was a little bogged down by like, Oh man, like why, they're not going to be able to follow this. They're not going to be able to follow Osprey and Omega. They're how they're going to do this. How they're going to do this. How they're going to do this. And ultimately, at the end of the match, like I think you and I both were like, "Yeah, that was pretty damn great." But it'd probably be even better if we just watched it without the cloud hanging over the first half of the match of oh, how they're going to follow. How they're going to follow. Who cares how they're going to follow? Just watch it out of context and see how that goes. And yeah, that that would make it. Um, no, that would totally make it come across much better. I I've not had a chance to watch it yet. I, I will do that hopefully in the next couple of days. But uh no, I, I've heard similar things from people that said they were just like in that in the morning of it was just kind of like you just kind of you were done after Omega and Osprey. You know what I mean? Like you were just like, well that's it. That is that's as good as it's gonna get. I'm gonna have a tough time. But they did they did get you in towards the end. They did definitely oh, get yeah. you in towards yeah. the end. But um 
Yeah, I, and, I, I and, would and like to watching it back. It was a fully cohesive match when right. I watched it the second time too. You're just not you're not yeah. thinking in your head. Oh, geez, how are they going to follow? How are they going to follow? No, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's you're not even. It's like not even that. It's just the 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 way it was paced, trying to follow that thing that happened before it. On top of the fact that it's six o'clock in the morning. On top of the fact that you're buzzing from how great the other match was. On top of the fact that you're in 19 different group chats still talking about what you just watched and not really fully paying attention to the match that's on the screen. It was just really impossible to focus on the first 15 minutes or so of Okada J white in real time, you know, being bleary eyed and half asleep and uh, seeing what other people think of the other match. And it's just, so I don't know. I watched it with, in the middle of the day with a fresh set of eyes, and it really was a great match. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to do that, too, because also with with, with doing what we do is Okada hit the one, two, three, and I got up immediately and ran to my computer to start the Interaction Live. So it's like I didn't even let that settle in. You know what I mean? And that, that I didn't watch any promo. I didn't want, I mean, it was like one, two, three, boom, okay, I got to go because I got to get, you know, do this Interaction and go to work. So I was rushed the entire time. And the entire match, I'm waiting for it to end, knowing that, hey, we're going to go and do this podcast, and then I got to go to work and then start my whole day or whatever. So there, there was always that cloud for me hanging over it, too, where I couldn't let myself fully enjoy it. I was just like waiting for it to end. Not necessarily because I thought the match was bad, but because I you know, was like, then I have stuff to do after this, you know what I mean? So let's, let, you know, it's, it's six in the morning. Let's go, let's get this done. Okay, cool. We're done. And then let me do the show and then, then start my day basically. Uh, so yeah, I, I will definitely have to go back and, and, and check it out. But uh, ultimately I thought so, it was still solid. And even in the day, uh, even the morning of. So before you move on from that match, Fightful is reporting that WWE is hot for Hikaleo, which. Mm, okay. So, you know, that gives, so obviously if that's the case and there's mutual interest, then he would lose the loser leave town match. And that also makes a lot of sense for new Japan's story. Because if you remember when Hikuleo turned against the bullet club, he turned against Jay white. So when Jay white attacked him at new year dash and challenged him to the loser leave town, it all made, it made new Japan's storylines all make sense because Jay white ranting. It's it's your fault. I lost the title, you know, because you know, and yeah, because Jay white's a delusional psychopath heel. And, you know, now he wants to get his revenge on Hikaleo for turning on him and for, in his mind, costing him the title. So they will have this loser leaves town match. So um, it's basically loser goes to WWE, right? Because I feel like people have been connecting Jay White to WWE for, for years at this point. And he's real cagey about his contract and, you know, the whole dispute. Did he sign the seven-year deal? Did he not sign the seven-year deal two years ago or whatever it was? And now with WWE hot for the guy for Hikaleo, then uh, then yeah, it, you know now now it, it looks like Jay White would be the favorite to win that match, as opposed to possibly being the favorite to lose it. Right? Where, maybe when, maybe they're trying, to, and maybe that's smart by New Japan to make you everybody think, oh man, Jay White's going to lose and he's going to you know leave or whatever. Where in fact maybe it's Hikaleo that's the one that's going to lose. It's so so kind of taking you off that scent. That yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah. So and as far as Hikaleo goes, I mean, obviously um, he's really tall rich big man is tall. big man and you could see why wwe would have interest in him he's the kind of guy though who his body certainly needs to fill out a bit and um he hasn't improved at the rate that i mean we talked about this last week you know it's like we're waiting for him to take a step in his development and he really hasn't so um you know i i know that new japan maybe had long-term designs on on seeing what they could do with a guy like this obviously a guy that size with the family pedigree and everything, but I could eat, I could definitely see why WWE would be interested in that. 
you know, just, just on the, the, the size that they covet alone. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll have to see how all that plays out, but the loser leave town stipulation is, uh, certainly making a lot more sense. Definitely. So that, uh, that's, uh, as far as I know, that's, that's big stuff. I kind of came out of wrestle kingdom. Um, New Year Dash. We'll, we'll get to the Mercedes stuff in a sec because I'm going I'm to combine both of the Mercedes topics here in a bit. Uh, New yeah. Year Dash uh, had a bunch of stuff go on uh, for, for New Japan as well. We have some new units. We have a title change uh, as well as some other programs moving forward. So we'll start off first. Uh, Ren Narita ambushed by the House of Torture following his match. And then to the save, Minoru Suzuki and El Desperado come out to save Ren Narita. Teasing a bit of a new unit there, at least a new trio for right now. Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado. And Ren Narita. What do you think of that trio? Well, they left them there. They walked out on them. So they didn't officially form a unit or anything like that. It 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 they're setting up a, a trios title match. That for that's for sure. Yes, yeah. Trios against House of Torture for sure. Right. That's happening. They they're they're setting that up. Um, you know, I, I tried to do a little digging on this, and I it doesn't seem like that's gonna be a unit, but you know, you never know. Um, but Suzuki has been working all Japan this year, and he has a lot of all Japan dates already uh, set up for the rest of at least the you know the imminent future in 2023. And he has already formed a new unit in all Japan with Hakuto Omori and um, and Naruki, Naruki Doi of all people. And I don't know if you watch the all Japan shows. We're going to talk about them later. Um, but he's got a lot of all Japan bookings coming up too. So at best, he's going to be splitting his time between all Japan and new Japan. So I don't even know necessarily if Suzuki is going to be forming a new unit in new Japan because he might not be around enough to warrant it. But for now, this is a match that makes sense. Despy came out and made the save and, and the commentators made the point like, look, just because they're not in a unit together anymore, doesn't mean they don't get along and they're not friends. Right. So that was the motivation explained for Despy to uh to come out and make that save but. right right and these guys didn't hold up t-shirts or i mean there's uh, there are other no, no, units no. that have definitely gotten names and, yeah. and received this might just be kind of a a, a loose union no, they cleared of, the of, ring of, yeah they, they cleared the ring and then they had a stare down with narita and then just both they both walked past him and like shoulder bumped him like like you know you would in the hallway in high school like you know like all right we saved you we're cool with you but we we don't necessarily like you was kind of the deal so it was like a soft tease or but but they, they didn't officially form any kind of unit no and and he has done so in all japan already and and is booked going forward in all japan suzuki is so i don't know we'll see and and as far as the rest of suzuki gun i you know i don't know i mean i was told one thing that that you know i i put in that report this week concerning some of the contracts and then I got some information from a different source. All the stuff that I reported from all the, you know, earlier this week with the contract season stuff, All Japan, Noah, Dragon Gate, New Japan, all that came from lock from people in the locker rooms, okay, from sources in the locker rooms. I had some conversations and got some information from another New Japan source that um, was slightly contradictory to some of the stuff I had in the New Japan section of that. But at the same time, couldn't really confirm any of it either. And um, all I'll say is, if you combine the stuff I got from the locker room 
which I'm very confident in because in a lot of cases it's like it's fucking firsthand and combine some of the stuff I'm getting from, you know, a lot of it lines up in that there's, there's definitely some people in that company who, but here's the thing, the thing about new Japan contracts. And I, I don't even know why what I wrote caught people off guard. I think people would be very surprised as to how many people work on handshakes there. I didn't know that that was going to be shocking to people. I didn't realize that so-and-so doesn't have a contract was something that was going to be salacious or crazy or that was going to blow people's minds because I'm not sure people realize that that's pretty common. Well, it's common in it's, all, it's, it's common in all of wrestling pretty much other than, you know, major American companies. And it's common among, it was common among wrestling for decades you know, until about, I mean, we're, we're still in a new era of, of ironclad contracts, quote unquote, ironclad contracts or whatever. And that, that's not, this is not how well, wrestling has really operated forever, really. Well, and, and now don't get me wrong. I mean, they have contracts in New Japan. They have contracts in Japan, but it's like there, there, there's a lot of people who work with the handshake. Right, not everybody. The, yeah, some of the people. Or their, con- or up, their yeah. contract will run out and they just, they'll just, ah, I'll work the next five tours or whatever. We'll deal with it later. And that stuff is fairly common. And it's not like America where you have to be careful to make sure if someone's contract is coming up, you lock them up because the other, because it's a wrestling war and the other company is going to swoop in and get them and embarrass you and put the person on TV and all this and that. It's a little different in Japan. Not that guys can't jump or guys can't be wooed by another company, but there's a little more loyalty and it's not as cutthroat. It's not as cutthroat. cutthroat And there's, and there's a little, a handshake means a little more and, and things like that. And sometimes, sometimes guys just work without contracts and sometimes guys have merchandise contracts, but they don't have talent contracts. There's a, there's a lot of situations like that in new Japan that I, and I've learned about that over the last, you know, five or six days, um, which, which also causes a lot of confusion. And there's some guys in new Japan who have their own merchandise contracts outside of new Japan and, and then might have a contract in new Japan or it's, it's, it's way more complicated than people think. Okay. And, and, and that's all I'll really say about that. But, um, you know, I'm still working on a lot of stuff with that, but as far as the Suzuki gun guys go, um, Zach Sabre jr. Everyone pretty much is under the belief that he's all locked up. And that makes sense because look, they just put him in charge of a new unit. Right. Everyone agrees. Suzuki never had a contract. I mean, that's never been in dispute. He's always been a freelancer, technically a freelancer. Um, and the other guys, I mean, you know, there was one point in time where, where Kanemura was the only guy that had a contract in that unit. And that was years ago. And I, you know, and I'm sure, you know, over the years, other guys may have had them, may not have had them. But when they came back from Noah, everything was screwed up because they weren't working for New Japan during that time. They were working for Noah and they came back and, you know, they may not have necessarily signed contracts when they come back. But that's even going back five, six years now. And and on top of that, it's now contract season. A lot of these contracts are coming due at the end of January. So even some of these guys who might have had contracts might not have them in 25 days or whatever. So um, it's 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 January. It's always wild to some extent. Some years are more wild than others. But a lot of these, you know, Suzuki gun breaking up and a lot of these units starting to settle into new units and the moving parts, you know, a lot of it does have to do with this stuff. And then there's guys that do have to make decisions and, um, you know, cyber fight is being very aggressive now. And they've got a lot of money to throw around. Dragon gate is being very aggressive and looking at guys from outside their system and who they feel can fit in their system and are being very aggressive and sending feelers to people and flat out making offers to guys. So, you know, 
it's I don't expect a million different people to end up in a million different places. That's just not the nature of Japan, but it wouldn't shock me at all if some relatively big names um, end up working somewhere new this year. It could absolutely happen. And we're already seeing it with Minoru Suzuki, who is going to be splitting his time, uh, you know, it, it, at least between all Japan and new Japan, at least in the, the near future. And uh, you, you mentioned the Zack Sabre Jr. thing, and obviously he's, he's taking over a new unit, uh, the TMDK. They add another uh, uh, member to their unit as well. Kosuke Fujita uh, is now a, a member of TMDK. Mostly now, you, you know, you do multi-man matches. That guy can take your falls or whatever. So it, it makes sense. Straight, you'd young- now, now, listen, straight from straight as a young lion. Yeah. No excursion. What have I been saying for months and months and months? What have you been guessing, Joe? Your fanfic uh, is right Again, unbelievable. What have I been saying for months and months and months and months? The directive from the top. Let's go with these guys. Let's stop fucking around and let's put the wheels in motion now. And look, they have been hinting at this relationship for for many months because Sabre's been doing stuff with this guy and backstage promos and things like that. And yeah, they made it official. They gave him the TMDK shirt and Sabre was saying, he's your, your, you're my young boy now. You don't belong in New Japan. You're my young boy and all this and that. So um, yeah, Kosei Fujita, part of the frat boy faction. So there you go. Um, and then the <laughs> the leftovers, the rest of the guys in Suzuki Goon uh, have formed their new unit, Just Four Guys. Yes, that is their name, Just Four Guys. It's Takamino Michinoku, Duki, Taichi, and Yoshinobu Kanemoro. They are Just Four Guys. Yeah, so um, the worst name for a unit, maybe wh- ever. What? What's interesting is, well, he's well, he's got just tap out. He's he's yeah. he's holding to form. Uh, yeah, um, just four guys. The interesting thing is, Taka and Taichi are together in this thing, and Duki's with them. But who's missing? Who's the guy that's missing? Despi, right? Taka, Taichi, Despi, and Duki is always loosely associated with them too. And that's interesting to me. So. I just I, look. I'm just saying that's something to keep an eye on. Am I telling you that that means that El Desperado is going to leave New Japan? No, that's not what I'm telling you. And I'm flat out putting that on tape because, Rich, you know how this goes. In six months, Despi's the junior champion or something, working the majority of the tours, and everybody claims that I there is going to claim that I said he was leaving, and I've never said that. I didn't write that, and I didn't say it. But we're still getting shit um, for uh, you saying that Will Ospreay was leaving to go to NXT UK when you said the opposite. <laughs> I said the quite complete, literally I, the opposite. I debunked that. <laughs> right. The whole point of everything I wrote was to debunk. Yeah, that. but somehow it is now in in Mandela affected into you said he was leaving, so thus you are wrong about everything because that one time you said Will was leaving to go to NXT UK when you said he wasn't leaving. And I don't want to do the I don't <laughs> want to do the both protest too much thing. But it's all still there. Like, go <laughs> right. read it. It's there. Flagshippatreon.com. Flagshippatreon.com. Everything I said, like, everything I said was correct. Like, if the benefit of hindsight, go read it. Go read anything I've ever read. I mean, you know. But, but yeah. But I just think it's interesting that that Taka and Taichi, that that Despi's not part of their little thing. What does it mean? I don't know. Oh, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I wrote. That's all. Uh, and then uh, a bunch of a few other things there. Yo pinned Hiromu kind of to set up a future match between those two. Uh, Chris Samsa at the Chris Samsa on Twitter uh, put together a pretty fun you know list here uh, of future programs and feuds 
that kind of have come out of these last couple of days. And it kind of sets the stage for what is uh, uh, moving forward in, in, in New Japan. And it's a lot of fun stuff. There's a lot of really, really cool, interesting things there. Uh, IWGP world title, obviously, Shingo coming out uh, and challenging Okada after Wrestle Kingdom. So you got that set up. Uh, U.S. title, Omega and Cobb doing a lot of jaw jacking back and forth. Omega being uh, uh, pretty obvious about having guys come to America to, to, to go for this title. So uh, that's interesting. Obviously, Omega seems like a very big part. And they just released a T-shirt for him and stuff. So if you thought Omega was just jumping in for one show and then bouncing, like, no, he's the champion. They're doing T-shirt. He's he's a part of a lot of stuff right now uh, in New Japan. So that's pretty cool. Uh, TV titles, Zack Sabre Jr. and Ishii. A little stuff going on between those two. Uh, junior title, as I just mentioned there, Yo pinned uh, Hiromu. So Yo getting probably getting that first uh, title shot. DMDK, uh, TMDK uh, versus the new champions Bishiman uh, as a possibility for something coming up uh, pretty soon as well. I, Sorry, go ahead. They're 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 gonna they're gonna win those titles, TMDK, because Bishiman was just there to get them off of no. FTR. And <laughs> Goto, no, they, they're Goto's gonna. Are you telling me Goto's gonna, gonna lose wanna, again? No, and no. <laughs> And they're they're gonna they're gonna want to establish TMDK right off the bat as something meaningful and important. So, I would be pretty surprised if if they don't beat Bishamon for those titles in short order. Um. So then elsewhere we have uh, moving down the list uh, TJ uh, TJP and Akira uh, versus Duki and, and Kanemaru uh, as a possibility uh, for that uh, coming up in the next uh, few weeks and months. Uh, Tamatonga and ELP, uh, El Fantasmo for the Never title. Uh, Never six man, uh, as we mentioned, that House of Torture, uh, Renarita, El Desperado, Suzuki. That that seems like a pretty obvious uh, next step for that. Uh, KOPW title, uh, Shingo obviously won that at uh, New Year Dash. I guess I shouldn't say obviously if you didn't know. Shingo won it at uh, New Year Dash, so a little bit weird that, that he's involved in that still while also getting the title shot, but uh, uh, the IWGP world title shot, but he's doing that. Uh, him and Okan, uh, there seems to be some some stuff going on there. Uh, obviously, Jay White and Hikuleo, as we mentioned, that seems like an obvious, you know, or, or very clear next step, and they're doing, they already have the match booked. Uh, and then finally, Shoto Umino, uh and, and Tetsuya Naito, uh, jaw jacking back and forth. Uh, over the last couple of days as well. So. One that's missing there is um, they they appeared to be setting up Will Ospreay versus Taichi uh, after the after the match today, and I think I think Shingo proposed to Okada to uh, do King of Pro Wrestling versus the IWGP World, so they might be getting rid of the King oh, of Pro God. Wrestling. Thank thing. God, yeah. So maybe he's the last guy that does it, and then Okada wins it and just says. This and then that stinks. Go, yeah. go away. <laughs> and that and that was something they did during the pandemic, just kind of to spice things up a little with the small roster. So maybe now with the TV title in the mix too, they just kind of see that as a redundant thing, um, and just an extra title that they don't really need anymore because you know there's no way Shingo's beating Okada. So, um, and I guess even if he did, they're gonna merge the belts anyway. So it really doesn't make a difference who wins, but. Um, but yeah, so that that was also uh, something notable to come out of that. And people, they played it up like a big surprise that Will Ospreay was wrestled on on New Year Dash, and you know he had the the it looked like he had stitches over his eye, and um he was uh you know very uh, angry in the ring and 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 just uh, uh you know wrestling very nasty, and then he had the 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 pull apart with Taichi. And he was just uh, putting down Taichi and saying, you know, like, how dare you step up to greatness? And you know what I've been through. And then they had this big pull apart. So, um, 
looks like they're going to have a singles match, which neither guy is a champion. So it's just going to be just going to be a fucking match, I guess, which is a little weird for new Japan. They don't really just do singles matches for nothing. A lot of the time. Um, but yeah, that was, there's a lot of like pretty much everybody is in a new direction, you know? So, um, there's a lot of stuff going on and there's a lot, you know, they have to do new beginning. They got to put, make, make matches for San Jose, which I guess is a good transition to this Kyrie versus money match. That's how you pronounce rich. I want you to give me one money. Is it money? Or Monet? Say, I keep saying money, but it's money. No, it's not money. 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 Not even, it's not money. Money. It's not money. It's money. Say it, Rich. Money. Yes. Like when her song plays, you get the, I think it's a crisscross. I see people uh, keep saying that. It's Hustle in the House. It's not crisscross. It's Hustle in the House by Nipsey Hustle. But a bunch of people keep saying crisscross, and it's making me mad. And that's, Hustle in the House has a a, a portion of crisscross in it. But I'm telling you, listen to Hustle in the House, and you'll see that's the song it is. Well, then you can see that's why people are saying it then, because it has a portion of it. Yeah, but I'm trying to tell people it's Hustle in the House. I'm like, no, 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 it's crisscross. I'm like, I know. Trust me. I'm telling you, she's probably more influenced by Nipsey Hustle than she is crisscross. That's what I'm trying to tell you, people. I'm young. I'm I'm with it. Isn't she the right age for crisscross? I think she's a little too young. No, I think she's a little too young. Little, little young. Little young. Little young. I'm, I'm a little. Um, I'm a little young for crisscross. To be honest, she didn't have the backwards overalls on. No, I mean she's just. She just turned thirty. Oh, I thought she was older. Than no, that. she anyway, just so, turned thirty. So you listen to the song it's like dun, 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 and then you hear, then you hear um, the former Sasha called money. So you have to say it like that, Rich. Money, say it. <laughs> money. Nah, a little more. I don't have enough. Ah, no, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Do it again. Come on, let's give it to us. <clears throat> money. <laughs> I can't do it. Shut up. Come on, you gotta you gotta learn that sit. Money, money. <laughs> you got it. You just do it better. I can't. I can't. I, gotta, I yeah. can't do it like you do it. I'm gonna have to practice in the mirror, and maybe next week I'll have it. We we have to pronounce things properly here. Oh, of we course. Never... Yeah, on this show, yeah, we're not gonna fuck around on this show. Money. So every time I'm gonna say it the proper <laughs> You're way. Stop and say money. Money. Yes, just like she says it in her. Walk up music, which inexplicably has that weird beat change in the middle. You, what's going on with the second half of that song, Rich? Um, I can't help you with that. I don't know. You know, no. Okay. Um. So anyway, they are uh, San uh, going to be on the San Jose show with to be determined. Maybe some of these matches we just talked about, but there's something like 1,100 tickets available at the time that she hit the ring at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and now there's like 200 left or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the last I, report last from WrestleTix so. at WrestleTix on uh, Twitter, patreon.com slash WrestleTix. Six hours ago, uh, 267 tickets remain. Uh, 400 tickets moved since uh, Monet. Monet I, uh, appeared I, uh, on the show. I thought it was more than that because uh, maybe I saw a chart that was even Oh, sorry. Older. 400 tickets moved oh. since yesterday's update is what, what they're saying. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Sorry. Sorry. So, I, I, I bungled that sentence there. But no, since the last time that they updated 400 more tickets uh, ha- have sold. Right. So, yeah, they, they I are. I think about eight 900 tickets sold somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere somewhere there. Yeah. They, they went from a couple days ago, uh, January f- yeah, yeah, they, they've 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 sold a lot. They've sold plenty of. What's tickets. it set up for? How many is it? Set uh, up it for? is set up for right now two thousand one hundred and fifty-two. Uh, cheapest yeah. ticket is actually seventy-four dollars, though. So they kind of reduced the capacity a little bit, not selling out every ticket, but the cheapest ticket seventy-four bucks to get in the building. So 
Uh, they well, right now it, have 1,885 sold, 267 still on the board. If they sell 2,200 tickets at $74 a pop, that'd be a $162,000 house. But a lot of the tickets, that's the cheapest ticket. That's the cheapest one. Yeah, that's that's the, the, the farthest in the back ticket. So yeah, I can't imagine so, what the ringside and whatnot is. It, is that the cheapest ticket in the building or the cheapest ticket left now? Well, I guess that would be because they're all, all upper deck. It's all upper deck. Yeah, yeah. If you look at if you look at the um oh, the graph, it, they're all up shit. there. Yeah, they're all up this there. This is an expensive show. They're gonna they're gonna have a quarter million dollar house on twenty one hundred people. No wonder they had only sold like twelve hundred <laughs> right, tickets right, or something right. coming in. Jeez. I mean, let's say the average ticket. Well, let's make the math real easy. I mean, maybe if the average ticket is, uh, was there 2,200 seats? If the cheapest ticket's $74, let's just make the average ticket a hundred bucks. I mean, that's, that's, they're going to do a quarter million dollar gate. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see if there's any tickets available uh, in like the lower bowl that I can maybe get an idea uh, of the ticket price here. Let's go to uh, Battle in the Valley. Ticket Master. I assume it's on that Ticket Master. Yeah. Let's see. New Japan Processing Battle in the Valley. Let's see if any of them are. Available in the lower bowl. Okay, so there's one right next to the ring there. $526. That's Section, not secondary market? I don't think so. Official. It says official platinum. It says official platinum. Uh, Section 102, row A, seat 5. As far as I know, that's not a resale. Uh, that is $526 a piece. This is going to be a $350,000 house. A lot of money here. So a, lot of money, are, a lot of money. Money. <laughs> money. Um, listen, holy shit, dude, this, this is, I, I too questioned the size of the building, but fuck, if you can sell this out at those yeah. ticket prices, that's impressive. That was impressive before they put her on the show and they sold half of these tickets at those prices. I mean, well, we always say that like people like laugh and they're like, oh, I only got 2000 people for New Japan in America. Nobody cares about New Japan anymore. And it's like we always say like, well, they're selling these things out and they're selling them for pretty decent pennies, too. They're making a lot of money here. Yeah. The thing about the New Japan shows and when when the elite were there, you know, I didn't understand the criticism. I mean, they were putting five, six thousand people in the building sometimes for these shows, um, you know, at their peak. Um you know, the Cow Palace house and those shows where they would draw two twenty five hundred people or whatever in, in uh in the pyramid. And even after the pan and you know the pandemic killed all their momentum, AEW killed their momentum. But even post pandemic, you know, some of these shows, LA Coliseum show with like eighteen, fifteen hundred people or something like that, the last battle in the valley with, you know, two thousand people or something like I mean, people behave as if new japan has completely flopped in america and i don't i wouldn't call it that i mean i'm sure they're not where they want to be and they're certainly not where they were at one point before aew existed and before the pandemic but if these shows weren't making money they wouldn't do them anymore and as we just demonstrated this show is going to have a a monster gate for a little 2000 seater so um and now, you know, as good as Wrestle Kingdom was, and now you have money in the picture here, you know, they've got a little momentum going here. You know, so um, I, I don't know. I think things are looking up for New Japan on both sides of the Pacific. I mean, they really felt like a rejuvenated. It felt like New Japan was back the other night. It really did in a lot of different ways. And... There's a lot of hot new directions. 
And Kenny Omega is going to be working shows now because he's he holds one of their titles. And he might, you know, who knows how many times he's going to go back and work. Because I don't know necessarily if Tony Khan's going to let him work here. So if he's going to defend this U.S. title, it's got to be there. So they're going to have Kenny Kenny Omega in the picture. He also worked Dash. He teamed with he teamed with Okada, which was interesting. And uh, you know, here they're going to have Money and you know who knows what else. I, I don't know. I, I think they're 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 they feel like they're on the upswing for the first time since the before times. In my opinion. So I, I went and looked uh, at the pricing that New Japan released for the f- initial sale of Battle in the Valley. Now, obviously, they're on Ticketmaster, and Ticketmaster uses surge pricing and algorithms and all this sort of shit. So the premium ringside initially was $299. That now is surge because there's only a couple left to like $560, like we said before. But that's still a lot of money, $299. Those are $300 tickets. Right. People are saying, well, it's not that expensive. Oh, and Noto Shammer is saying, oh, $500. Is, $300 of ringside is still fucking expensive. Trust me. That's not what you pay for a lot of other wrestling shows to, to sit ringside. Uh, second section behind that, what they're calling P2, that was $199. P3 is $119. The cheapest tickets were $29 before, and those have all sold out. The biggest, the ones that are still available, the, the, the ones that uh, are in the P5 section, that's where most of them are available. They're not the last, last row uh, in the upper deck, but kind of middle of the upper deck, uh, front of the upper deck. That's the P5 section. Those were $69 originally, and now what did I say they were? They were... 74 74 So, yeah, this inflation and surge has changed a little bit of that. But what we're saying is they're going to make, but this is money. This is a show that's going to make a lot of money is what we're saying. Money. Money. Listen, these are still super expensive tickets. $300 ringside for new Japan. Um, this isn't Madison square garden. You know what I mean? Yeah, so San Jose, it's the San Jose civic center. Yeah. Um, I haven't. I don't buy tickets to things. This is normal to just jack the price up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Why do you? Th- I don't go anywhere anymore either. Yeah. I don't buy tickets to things. I, no, I, listen. No. I go somewhere. I get in. Okay. I don't buy tickets. <laughs> I've, but, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, you've seen. Yeah. Okay. I, you somehow I you you I, I we were an hour before New Japan at Madison Square Garden. New Japan and ROH at Madison Square Garden. I'm like, you don't have a ticket. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'll find a way. I'll find a way. Yeah, you don't need a ticket. And I'm like, it's, all right. So I get in. I'm. I'm touching the ceiling, baby. I'm way up there. Yeah, I'm touching the rafters. I'm look. I'm reading all the names on the you know the 74 Knicks or whatever because I'm I'm right by that. I'm all the way up there, baby. And then you send me a picture and you're fucking ringside. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, how'd you yeah. get there? He said, like, don't worry about it. Sixth row. I got there. Don't worry about it. I was like, oh my. Row six, sir. We, we, I bought my tickets, you know, eight months in advance or whatever, and I'm where you know touching the ceiling, and there you are, sixth row. I, I called the guy from the sidewalk outside MSG 10 minutes before I walked in the building. That's how I got in. Um, so so I don't it. deal with it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. I mean, I don't deal with this nonsense. I didn't know they could just jack up prices for tickets. It's great. Yeah. Because there's a scarcity of them all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like great. That yeah, algorithms. It's awesome. Computers. Great. Good thing. I thought a ticket price was just a ticket price. No, not with Ticketmaster, baby. That's... Pretty fucking gross. Yeah, I gotta oh, say. Oh, it's gross. Do 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 some do some reading on a Ticketmaster. They are I mean, pretty I, I fucking gross. Listen, I don't live like the plebes. I wasn't aware of this, but I did I had no idea this was happening. 
I, you know, I, I thought a ticket cost what it cost. And then no, you fucking that's a ticket master. That's a ticket master. Doesn't you buy You buy the fucking ticket and you go to the show. Like, I didn't know that what, what this, how does that work? Like, does new Japan get that money? Do they split the money? Does Ticketmaster keep the money? How does that's this work? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. I don't want to know the answer to that. I hate to be, I would hate to be in the arena business or the live event business right now. Cause it is a fucking disaster. And uh, yeah, the good thing the is two of the, the- two of the biggest uh, ticket companies uh, merged a couple years ago, so that that ended up going pretty well for the customer. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't. I legitimately haven't bought like just a straight ticket to something, and I couldn't even tell you the last time. I either do what I got to do with my <laughs> you ways somehow find your ways. Yes. Or I just go secondary market or something, you know. I, I've never dealt with this, so I didn't know anything about it. I had no idea this was a thing. Yeah, I forget I, what they I, call it. They they call it like dynamic or dynamic. Whatever. Or, no, because they, 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 people know what dynamic is now. Because they used to use dynamic, and and then people caught on to what dynamic meant, and it means we're fucking you over. So now they're it's like surge or no, no, because that people know surge. So it's like platinum pricing or whatever. And it's like fuck off. You know what I mean? Like go to hell. Yeah, that's what that's what Uber calls it. They call it surge pricing when it's you know, there's not enough drivers and there's too many people needing rides. So they yep. jack it up, um, which is very nice. I have to tell you, back I don't do I don't really do much Ubering anymore. Um, but when I when I used to do it, I would just I would just sit in my living room and look at the driver app until it would tell me that surge pricing was and in effect. Boom. Yep, grab those keys and go I like, grab go the keys it. and run out the door. Yeah, and then I go make $200 in in 40 minutes and then go home and that that'd be my weekend, you know, and then that would pay the electric bill or whatever. But cuz on the driver I I don't know what it looks like on the rider app, but on the driver app you have a map of your city and the regions, the little parts of the city where there's the, the surge pricing light up red on the driver app. And the darker the shade of red, the higher the surge pricing. <laughs> yeah. So I would just wait for that and then immediately drive to that area and then turn on the app and then say, I'm okay, I'm ready to work. And then, you know, you, you just, and then you just, your, your very, your first ride is always going to be some crazy, you know, driving somebody two miles and it, and they get charged $87, you know, um, typically after football games, that would be, it would be utterly ridiculous. Oh yeah. yeah, Sure. Yeah. That's how, that's how around me, you know, after a sporting event or whatever, and everyone's just waiting in a parking lot or whatever to to do that. And it's like, yeah, you know, these people are paying $120 to go, you know, a mile and a half or whatever. And it's like, man, Yeah, yeah, I get these nervous college kids and they'd be like, you know, cause they'd see, and they'd be like, Oh, good. Uh, can you just drop me off like three blocks in front of where I li- you're supposed to drop? Because then, you know, it, the price would come down a little, you know, and I'm like, listen, you're the boss. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I don't give a shit. You know, stuck in a traffic jam. They're hopping out of the car. They don't care. Right. You know, right. Um, they just jog the rest of the way. But yeah, no, that's I had no idea. Tickets work the same way. This is completely new information to me. Never, never knew this. Pretty crazy. It's pretty it, crazy. It, yeah. yeah, look up the Taylor Swift thing if you want even more. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. STLB, she'll know about the Taylor Swift thing. So she's working on taking down Ticketmaster after her whole thing. But anyway, well, I mean, Pearl Jam tried that, and and in the in the fucking no, they 90s, were one of the first ones. It, Credit to your boys, Pearl Jam. In the nineties, they said, "Hey, this shit sucks. We gotta not let this happen." 
And yeah. nobody listened. <laughs> Everybody yeah. said, ah, shut I mean, up. They, they went to Congress. Yes. They went all yes. the way to Congress. In like 1997 or something like that. We're like, hey, this sucks, guys. Just so you know, if we let this happen, yeah. we're all fucked. And they went, ah, shut up. What do you know? Yeah. Yeah, they were right. They nailed it. Um, anyway, so Monet, uh, she is going to be at Battle in the Valley. Uh, and she might be moving some New Japan World subscriptions as well. This also from Chris Samsa, the Chris Samsa on Twitter. Uh, New Japan World has 24,302 new accounts in 48 hours between the morning of 1-3 and 1-5. Now, obviously, as I said, not all of those are subscribers, but they are brand new accounts, and you would assume that a lot of them have been converted to, to subs or whatever. We can't say, I can't say, and, and Chris probably can't say officially, those are new subscriptions, but they're new accounts on the service, which is good. I mean, that's great. The, 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 the number usually referenced, and I don't know if this is ever official or... I don't know if New Japan ever released this or whatever, but I think it was a, a Dave Meltzer uh, report, is that when Jericho did his match with Omega all those years ago, they got 60,000 new accounts basically in a couple of days. So this one's at 24,000 new accounts, which honestly is pretty damn good. Yes, it's not 60,000, but you have to assume that most of those 60,000 people that made accounts or whatever after the Omega Jericho thing still had you know accounts and still were, were involved in the service or, or still tangentially watching New Japan or keeping an eye on it or whatever. To get 24,000 new people, again, that, that's just all you're knowing is there's new eyeballs. There are new eyeballs that have never been on New Japan World before that are now on there to the tune of almost 30,000 people. That's good. Evan Deadly Sins, who also covers new japan business is saying 94,000 92,409 unique viewers for wrestle kingdom 30% foreign um so there you go i mean seems like a massive success so kenny omega versus will osprey uh, and Chris Monday, followed up that that is the that's the english feed as well that 92,000 wait with 30% being oh the 30% is on the English feed Got, okay there we go okay yeah, yeah. I was gonna say there's no way that no no 92. no no yeah sorry yeah I was gonna say put put money in the observer hall of fame now if, <laughs> right if she's got a hundred thousand people um, watching the English feed uh, uh, no I, I yeah I think a combination of money and the 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 Omega Osprey match obviously led to massive foreign business here so, um, you know, they're calling that a record. It was just made public. And uh, they're calling this the 92,409 users a record. So um, this is the, this is from official from new. This is all breaking as we're doing this. Yes. Show. Yes. So, so this sorry. Is why, that's why, that's why it why sounds I like sound shit because like we're reading yeah. <laughs> the report as it's coming in. So I sound like a babbling idiot. Okay. So um, I'll just more, read more so than usual, I should say. Absolutely. So. 92,409 unique users were watching Wrestle Kingdom 17 live with 30% braving late nights and early mornings on a weekday to watch the English feed live from overseas. That's a record for New Japan Pro Wrestling World since service since inception in 2014. And we thank all of our new returning and consistent users very, very much. End statement. So uh, there you go. Um, I think Monday has a case to uh, ask for a little more money next time around, as does Kenny Omega. Yeah. And uh, credit to them, credit to Will Ospreay. Uh, 
yeah, throw a little bit of credit to the to, to Jay White and Okada. Why not? I mean, they were technically in the main event. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think they had anything to do with the thirty percent of the foreign viewership. That all goes to uh, Monday and uh, and can, is that annoying yet? Or should I? Uh, yes, <laughs> but I like. But yes, but it, um, it's you and I like it. So go, keep it going. Yes. It, it is annoying. Um, yes, but also keep doing it. What has yes, being so, annoying stopped you ever? that's an excellent point, (laughs) an excellent point. That's part of the charm. Um, So yeah, no, that's, that's a big success all around. So um, now we see if domestically, if we get one year further removed from COVID in a very nervous uh, country, when it comes to pandemics, if they can now, get back to where they were and get closer to drawing 40,000 people to these dome shows, you know, cause they did a shade over 25,000, uh, which is, you know, matches a number from, I think we talked about this 2017 and then they really blew up and they, they had the year with the first double dome year. They did, you know, a combined 70,000 people and um, we'll see if they can get back to that. And it's all going to, you know, it's uh, they got to just keep making new stars. That's always the key to this. And, um, you know, I think that's a lot of what this Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay feud is, is intent in to do right. Will Ospreay uh, had his matches with Okada. Now he's going to have this feud with Omega this year. And he's obviously going to beat Omega, you know, assuming everybody is still able to wrestle each other and nobody goes to WWE or anything like that. Um, I think at some point, obviously Ke- Will Ospreay is going to beat Kenny Omega in the Tokyo Dome. And that's going to wrap this, this little program up the idea being that Will Ospreay is now fully elevated, no pun intended. Um, Cause you know, that first world title, that first world title run when Kota Ibushi got hurt and then Will Ospreay won it. And then, you know, he wanted to go home cause the pandemic was a pain in the ass. And then Shingo won it. Like it's so hard to even count any of those title reigns. They, they just seem like a completely different world at this point. Um, you know, those three in particular, Ibushi, Osprey and Shingo and it really sucks for those three guys you know for them to have their big moments in front of you know limited and, and no fans and, and whatever but um but I think the the purpose of this Omega feud is to properly and fully get Osprey uh right there as a true true top guy in the company which I mean he's just co-main evented Wrestle Kingdom so uh well on his way there but um and a great short-term shot in the arm from Monday which is what they were wanting out of her yep and why they're paying her a shit ton of money. So that's just uh you know tremendous news for them with the uh with the people watching on world. And now the idea is how many do you keep? You know, the Sasha stands, they'll stick with it, they'll stick with this service as long as she's on it. Right? And then you would think most of them will exit stage left, they'll be out of here um once she's gone. But I tell you, you know, you know, it just all the it was the, the Sasha Stan tweets were funny that night, you know, not knowing that, you know, they, were like they got dropped with, into a different universe. They're like, yeah. what is happening? There's old men wrestling and they're beating the shit out of each other. What's happening? What's going on? This is strange. This is weird. Like, yeah, you know, the 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 they they seemed very impressed by the catch two two versus yo and Leo rush tag. They They were impressed by that. And a lot of them didn't realize that TJP and Leo Rush were in this company. 
um, they were, like you said, very impressed with the Anoki tribute tag on the pre-show, and they were noting how hard these old men were working. Um, so there was a lot of that. It almost might have been smarter to put the, the, the money thing later in the card to expose them to more of your talent because I'm sure they all went to bed after, after that was over. But, um, but shit with all the hype that Osprey Omega is getting and the fact that they're familiar with those guys, maybe they went back and watched it. They're paying for it anyway. Right. So even a lot of these new subscribers who might only care about money, they might, if you're paying for it anyway, you might sample the rest, especially if everybody's telling you it was one of the greatest matches that, that that's ever been. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah. And then there's probably a lot of people who have given up on New Japan during the pandemic years who are just wrestling fans and maybe even people who listen to this show who who hopped back in this year because of the crowds were allowed to cheer and the card would look good. And we were getting Osprey Omega, which looked on paper like it was going to be one of the greatest matches ever, and then it really was. So, again, I really think the arrow's pointing up for New Japan. I think this was a great, great night for them. And now we have some objective proof that it was from a business point of view. Yeah, they're definitely riding high right now. I, I do think one of the things that's going to be interesting with uh, Mercedes is that uh, the Battle in the Valley is going on in fight. I don't think that's going to be uh, on New Japan World. I know there was a promo package where she was saying, you know, come watch Battle in the Valley, me versus Kyrie on fight or whatever. So now you're already kind of moving people over to another service. and, and Which is a mess. That's yes. A mess. Yeah, that does suck. If I was New Japan World, I would do whatever. I mean, I know it's 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 tough and it's difficult or whatever, but you need to keep those people. So whatever it is that you got to do to 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 get that match up as quick as possible, you don't have to have the whole show, but that match, I, something. You know what I mean? I don't know the contracts, I don't know all that sort of stuff, but uh, it is a little messy to be like, hey, I signed up for New Japan World. All right, let me go see this uh, Mercedes match, and it's like, oh, that's actually on fight. Sorry, you got to go what pay for this now on this service, and it's like, ah, that could. So it is a little clunky and a little weird, and they're gonna have to start. They kind of have to figure that out over the next weeks and months or whatever of how to make that better make sense to to new actually customers. i think it's i think it's pay-per-view on new japan world too okay because i'm looking at it and typically it's just region blocked like you can buy it if you're in japan right 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 it's not for you not region blocked well i'm looking at the banner and it says pay-per-view live and it, in english it says approximately 22 dollars and 70 cents okay why would it say that if, if you can't buy it in dollars right I mean that doesn't make sense. Let me see if yeah, I, can, I don't. I don't know, you know enough what? about. I, I. I. This is the first time I've actually looked at buying that thing outside of uh, <laughs> a, a, a fight. So that I'm. I'm not positive of. Unfortunately, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna try to buy. It. Well, let's yeah. see. I'll just try to buy it yeah, right now. Try to do it there. So, uh, but uh, you all should buy it on uh, VoicesWrestling.com/slash/fight though. If you're gonna buy it. All right, hold on. Let me see if this.com/slash/fight. Uh... Yeah, just read out your credit card number, please. And... Yeah, pay-per-view live. I'm, I'm there, too. Let's see if I can get there before you. Looks like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't want to click this because I don't want to buy. Um, <laughs> right, you don't really want to buy it now, but it looks like it says select um, payment method. It looks like I can just hit PayPal or whatever. I, I can't use my card, but it looks like, oh, no, I can use my card. Yeah, looks like I'm. Well, there you go. It's a pay-per-view on New Japan World. So you can buy it through New Japan World. So what we're being told in the note of chat room, Japanese on World, English on Fight. So if you want English right. language, you got to go to Fight. It, yeah, it says right on there, Japanese commentary only. Okay, and that you know that might be fine for some people. That might be fine. But 
that's definitely going to be a deterrent for your Sasha stands. You're right. For your, 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 your brand new, some of those 24,000 new Sasha stands that just joined on, they're not going to want to listen to Japanese commentary. How much is it on fight? Uh, it is on uh, voicesofwrestling.com slash fight. It is Battle on the Valley 2023 fights. It is, give me one moment, uh, 1999. Oh, well, I'm buying it on fight. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save in that two dollars and seventy one cents. Yeah, sir. Um Yeah, so I don't know. Um two different options to buy it, I guess. But but again, it's another step. Um but a lot of these services have gone in that direction. It used to be you get everything. But you know, you buy ESPN Plus, you still gotta pay. Like, what is it now for you? Didn't UFC pay per views go up again? So, like, you would be the better person. I don't know. I've never bought a UFC pay per view in my life, so I can't tell you. But uh, they're raising I, prices again. I, I think did see the. Like, pr- I, I I do remember hearing about the prices and being kind of shocked at how expensive they still were on top of the ESPN Plus. Yeah, they're gonna be seventy nine ninety nine or something now. I think. Um, I will not be buying a UFC pay per view anytime soon. I'll tell you that. Good Lord. Yeah, and and then you know, then if she when she wrestles in stardom, you're gonna have to go to a different service for that. So they're going to have these Sasha fans chasing their tail all over the place. Yeah, they're going to have to educate. They're going to have to do a very good job of educating and, and, and giving information but, to everybody. But they, they'll pay. I mean, they're devoted. They will. I, I feel like they'll pay. You know, some of them, they're young. They're going to find a stream. You know, but the ones that take care of themselves, I feel like they they are 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 big enough fans of this person that they'll they'll – They'll go to fight in New Japan. Well, we see that they did go to New Japan World already. They'll go to fight. They'll go to Stardom World. They're, they're going to find a way to watch these matches. Yeah. The ones that are adults. Kids are kids. You know, they're limited what they could do. But the ones that are adults, they're going to find a way. And we have some evidence now that that's the case. Look, the early returns here. This New Japan World data that we just got straight from the company. And these tickets that have moved. The remaining tickets for the Battle in the Valley. You know, it's like I wrote earlier this week behind the paywall. You know, it's it's she has a chance to to put her money where her mouth is and really put up or shut up here. And so far, the early returns she's delivering. Uh, as far as where she might also make an appearance, and this is getting a little more complicated this week. I'm very curious. Uh, I don't know if you covered it on the uh, AEW Dynamite review you did at FlagshipPatreon.com. That is available every single Thursday as well, FlagshipPatreon.com. $5 tier for that. But uh, this week's Dynamite, uh, Soraya was uh, backstage with Tony Storm and, uh, and, and, and Hikaru Shida and named Tony Storm as her partner for next week's show. But what was interesting is earlier in Dynamite, uh, Britt Baker was doing a pre-tape, Jamie Hayter and Tony Schiavone, and Britt Baker said... And alluded to the boss. I am the boss. And then kind of winked at the camera, said the boss, and then a wink. And then that was that pre-tape. And then later in the pre-tape, we had the Hikaru Shida thing. So what's weird is that Hikaru Shida clearly annoyed at Soraya and, and Tony Storm when Soraya was doing the promo. She's saying, you know, we have a great women's division here. We have Tony Storm, who's tremendous. We have 
her too and kind of points at, at Hikaru. She, she's you know pretending like she doesn't know who Karashida's name is. I saw a lot of people actually bothered by that. Like they would do a pre-tape where she wouldn't know what her name was and they wouldn't redo it. I mean, that was clearly this. Could not believe when I saw people that were legitimately upset and thought that Surya does not know who Hikaru is or that they wouldn't care. The point was she didn't know her name and that's why Hikaru was so upset afterwards. But regardless, if she'd clearly annoyed at, at both Surya and, and Tony Storm, but what the hell's going on here? Then we have report. I mean, Dave Meltzer is saying one thing that uh, maybe I, you know, I've been told that she's not in the match. Uh, there's other people saying she is in the match. What the hell do you make of this? Is she coming on Wednesday or not? What, what's going on here? Okay. So Dave Meltzer says that somebody in the match told him that she's not in the match. Okay. So either that person, <laughs> I don't like that sourcing. I'll be honest. Either that person's working Dave which is highly unlikely that person doesn't know. And even the people in the match are going to find out on the night of, do you think it'd be uh, unlikely that person would be working Dave? I think it's highly, I, I don't think it's a good idea for, okay. So if, if this person's told is speaking to Dave, we have to presume that they've, they are someone who has a relationship with Dave and has been a source. And why would they burn him in this way? Like, what's the I want? Well, my interpretation of it. And again, I have no idea. I'm not privy to any of the conversations. I wonder if he asked and the person answered in kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge way. But maybe Dave didn't interpret it that way. Do you see what I'm I'm saying? I I do. I'm not going to for the purposes of this conversation. I'm going to assume that Dave was told flat out by someone in the match that 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 money is not in the match. And. I don't think. It would be wise or even right, ethical or professional for a, a wrestler to. Okay. What? Okay. You, you, you're as familiar with this as I am. Okay. What does Tony Khan do when he doesn't want to answer a question? When he, what, what, let me ask, let me phrase it a different way. When he doesn't want to what lie does, about something. What he does just... Tony Khan do when he, when he, when the only way he can answer you is to lie to you? What does he do? Just avoids. You, you, he disappears. He drops off the fucking planet. Yeah, no comment, or he disappears. He doesn't say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't." T-. No, he just fucking is a ghost. And I feel like if Dave flat out asked the wrestler if Money was going to be in the match, and the wrestler knows that she's going to be in it, and told him no, I just don't see that happening. I'm not saying that wrestlers and promoters don't work the media, but not that blatantly. Not I'm going to tell a bald face lie. So no, I don't buy that. Is it possible that this wrestler isn't aware yet that Money is in the match? I think that is entirely possible. Do I think that it's just the truth? Yeah. Maybe she's not in the match. And maybe, and this is my theory, she won't be in the match. And it's to throw everybody off the scent and have everybody let their guard down and think, oh shit, she's really not here. And then have her debut later in another way. Right, and right. Still Against the, Jade the or something. Jade makes a, a surprise. Jade says, I'll face anybody in the back. I'm undefeated. Nobody can beat me. And then, yeah. Money starts playing. And then, yeah, that, that's one way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, I would. the reason I wouldn't do that is because even though that would be cool and creative and fun and make for a great night, I'd be thinking about my bottom line. I would want, if she's going to be there, I'd want everyone to know. And I would just tell them and I would sell the rest of the tickets in that building because it's not a sellout and there are tickets to be sold. 
they have a good house, but it's not a sellout. It's right, not, right. They, they can sell more. They can definitely sell more. Yes. And I would want to pop the number. Right. Well, yeah, they just had what their lowest 18 to 49 in two years or whatever. In two years. Yeah. They did a 0.26, their lowest number since the capital storming killed their number that oh night, jesus christ wrong. wow okay yeah i might just say hey <laughs> Shit. I, you know what i mean so yeah. it, it's like i would just i would do that but would i put it past them to sort of do this double swerve where it's like everyone's expecting Sheeta to attack tony storm and then the replacement is money right 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 but maybe they don't do that and they just do the fucking match and then everyone's like oh she's really not here and then an hour later in another segment she pops up and the house goes bananas right the problem is you're setting up for a really weird night for all those women all four of those women are in a terrible situation then yeah because the match is going to start the bell is going to ring and they're just going to get booze and people are clearly going to be thinking one way and then whatever that match is like it's just going to feel awkward and weird and then it's going to feel awkward and weird until she comes and if she doesn't come it's going to even be more so I, they've they've really put themselves in a, a, a very like why would Britt do the boss thing then and like the wink wink nudge nudge then if she's not going to be there for that match you know what I mean like that I would just wouldn't I have done that. Yeah. I just wouldn't have done there's a lot of th- it's all been weird it's all been very very weird and we all kind of thought it was more calculated than it was and, and may, it might still be calculated but I'm kind of lost on the calculation at this point it made sense to me before. We said, yeah. wait till January and you leave it open. And then you can say, you could do exactly what Britt did. Exactly what Britt did said, hey, you know what? She might be the champ, but I'm the boss, you know, wink. And then it's like, that's it. And that's all you need. And you can keep it mystery person. And it ends up being Sasha or whatever, you know, and that's, that's fine. That would be perfectly okay. You've given enough of a hint. There's enough of a plausible thing where people could say, okay, she said the boss, she winked. Mercedes just appeared on New Japan. There's a good chance that's going to be her. You know what? It's probably going to be her. I'm okay with that. But at this point now, saying the boss thing and then repl- saying Tony Storm's the, the the guest, and then like you said, having people presumably in that company or in that match talking to Dave and saying no, I'm, she's not in there, and that's also been disputed. I think uh, Sean Rossap said that he doesn't think anybody in the match is actually talking to Dave. So I don't know anymore. <laughs> Dave, Dave Meltzer is not making that up. Come on, I agree. I just don't know. What the, I don't know what's going on anymore. I, I, okay, for that to be true, you would have to believe that Dave Meltzer is fabricating a conversation with Britt Baker, Tony Storm, Soraya, or, or, uh, whoever, or Rashida, the Jamie, yeah. Jamie Hader. Oh, yeah, sorry, Jamie Hader, yeah. And he's not doing that. Okay. If he said he talked to someone in the match and they told him that, he talked to someone in the match and they told him that. The I gave you the three options. They're either working him deliberately, they don't know themselves. Or, um, or it's the truth. I mean, that's it. I mean, someone in the chat room says, well, people like Eddie Gilbert played Dave for years. They did. But people like Eddie Gilbert and Paul Heyman and all the other people that were talking to the sheets in those early days, they wouldn't just, they wouldn't flat out lie to Dave. They would get their, their, yes, what suited their agenda right. into, into the newsletters. Because if Eddie Gilbert and Paul Heyman just flat out, told Dave bald face lies, he'd stop talking to them and he would stop putting their spin on things in his newsletter. Those guys were smart enough to, to, to basically control their own narrative through Dave. And there's still people who do that. Obviously they do it to all of us. I was just having this conversation with someone earlier today about that very thing. The wrestlers know what's up, but this would be a unique, this would be just somebody just lying to Dave. 
and making him look like a fool. How do you think he's going to take that? He's never going to listen to that person. And if that person wants to use Dave for the purposes we did, they can't anymore. So I, I find that hard to believe that someone would just lie to him. They either have to know, not know themselves or, or they're either telling the truth or think they're think that they're think that they're telling the truth. You know what I mean? You know, cause maybe on Wednesday they'll find out someone in our chat. And I, I, I'm sorry for not remembering who it was in our discord made a good point. Maybe she cannot be in this tag match because it would be proof that they negotiated her while she was under WWE contract because she had permission to negotiate with new Japan. Is that plausible? It Hmm. sounds good. Yeah. The match was announced before, you know what I mean? So and, and maybe they just don't want any part of that mess. But then never so do like, d- never do the mystery person then. Not do the mystery person because they announced the mystery person before the New Japan deal was public. So I, what you don't do though is you don't have Britt go out there and say I'm the boss and wink at the camera. Right. That's what you don't do because as I've been saying all along, I don't think it's on AEW if people think it's her because they've never given you reason to think. Now they have. They did. They just did. So now I'm off of that. I'm off of that now. Because once Britt says she's the boss, now you're fucking with people. Now you better deliver. And if it's not in that match, it better be that night. Or it better be the following week or something. You or, have yeah, to you have to on Friday now. say, you know, contrary to popular belief, you know, Mercedes Monet, who recently debuted in New Japan for wrestling, will not be on the. I mean, you got to now, you have to now say something. Because. Right, like you can't just have it go and and leave it ambiguous on Wednesday. If you if you know at this point that you don't have her, that she's not going to be on the show, that she's not going to be in that tag match or whatever, now it's up to you to say something. I think it, you did. They didn't have to before, and we said that a couple weeks ago. They didn't have to before, but once you say the boss and you wink, I think now you got people thinking the especially when it's the night of her debut in New Japan for wrestling. You do that. You get, now I think the onus is on them at some point Correct. Friday to say okay. You know, there's been a lot of rumors and, you know, stuff going on online, but we, we do have to let you know that Mercedes will not be on, you know, you kind of, I feel like you kind of have to, or, or, or say something in the effect of, you know, I, I don't know what that thing is that you say, but something you to now have to, yeah. tell I people mean, now, that she's not going to be there now. You got to deliver her now. Or you just got to fucking deliver. Yeah. Or she's just got to be there. You have to deliver her now. Before I didn't think, I thought the onus was on the fans because it was announced before we knew. But now I don't agree with that. Once you start playing games, you know, now you got to deliver. Well, and then you have also the weird thing, too, where, like you said, maybe this person doesn't know and they've been told one thing by, you know, but now now you're also working a locker room. If Tony knows that he's got Mercedes, but isn't now you're doing the work in the locker room thing. And that's not very good. I'll tell you, I'm doing Goldberg 173 and one coming up soon. Not good. Don't work the locker room. Bad. I don't know. Do you think that's work in the locker room? In that sense? I would say if these people are being told that Mercedes is not in their match and that it's actually, yeah, no, no, it's Tony and and, and Soraya versus Britain. If if that like if you're saying if that person's not lying to Dave and that person genuinely believes that Mercedes is not in that match, and they're still kind of putting that together and figuring that out, then yeah, it kind of I don't know if 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 Tony if Tony is the only one who, if Tony and his music guy because that man if anyone wants a source the music guy music yeah guys. absolutely that guy's got it all um, loaded up music guy and the video guys all yeah. those are the people to talk to those are the people to talk to and um if Tony and his music guy are the only people that know today that she's going to be in that tag team match right 
And as the, and as far as the talent knows, they only know what, what we know, what's been on screen and what they've been told to say on camera. Then isn't it possible that whoever Dave talked to, and for the sake of the argument, let's say Brit, isn't it possible that Brit only knows what we know, what, what's been on camera. And she hasn't necessarily been told that Monet is not in the match, but she hasn't been told that she is. So when she has this conversation with Dave and Dave says, Hey, is she in the match or not? She says, no, the match is what you just, that's all I know. Isn't that plausible too? And that to me, I don't know if I count that as working the locker room. Why does the talent need to be in on this until they need to know next Wednesday in the building? You call him in the office. I would say I'm in this situation, because it is so newsworthy that you should probably do a solid to the people in the match and tell them because they're going to get asked by a thousand people. And then you're putting them in the bad you're position putting, of having putting, to let's again, for the purposes of the story, say Brit right. is in a bad situation where she now is thinking, well, fuck now, what do you know? And now she's telling Dave Meltzer, oh, no, she's not in the match. Right. And now right, she right. looks like a doofus. And now it's like we just talked about before. Now Dave Meltzer is never going to trust her because. Dave thinks that she lied. Exactly. Him. Yes. This is what I'm saying. So, there, there's a little too much cuteness going on here, I think. One way or another, there's too much cuteness going on. So apparently people in the chat room, two different people are telling us that Alvarez at some point today, maybe Wrestling Observer Live or something, I didn't hear this bit, is saying that he thinks Dave may have misspoken and meant a person in the company, not a person in the match, told him, which would change everything. Because then we don't know. He could have talked to anyone. And right, right. If it's just somebody in the company, they could be like, I don't know, company. man. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. The match is the match. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. You know, yeah. Because, yeah. I, again, I don't think – I think you have to tell the people in the match what's – because that would be shitty. If the people in the match didn't know and were be putting, being put on the spot. But if you just ask random roster member number 27 and they're like, I don't know. I think the match is the match. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like then that, that's a whole different thing. Like that person doesn't have to right, know. Right. Like, like Johnny Hung- has like, to know. Okay. But Johnny Hungy doesn't have to know. You right. don't have to exactly. get Johnny yeah. Hungy in a room and just say, hey, just so if anybody asks you, we do have Mercedes sign, but don't tell, like, no, you don't have to tell Johnny Hungy, but you got to tell Britt. You got to tell Jamie. You got to, but no, Johnny Hungy doesn't have to know. Right. Um, I think I agree with that because, like you said, you don't want to put the people in the match in a position to be liars. And even if, you know, the reality is they, they, they don't know and they, you, you're, you, you, they have no choice and the, it, they have no agency over whether they want to, it's just, they, they don't know the truth. So that is shitty. I agree. Um, I don't know. I look the, 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 I'm um, the boss thing. She has to, the, she has to be delivered. That's right. the bottom line. Yeah. Now you have to deliver. Um, and, and you can't even put it, put it on Brit because that's a pre-tape and you don't have to air that. If, if Brit went into business for herself and got cute. Okay. You as a boss can say, we're shooting that again because I don't want that on my air. Yeah, Don't do that boss shit again because we're not actually signing her. So, right. Every, so everyone you, in that room is smart enough to know. Tony Schiavone is smart enough to know. I think Britt and Jamie are smart enough to know, and 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 more than anybody, I know Tony Khan is smart enough to know that no, that's not a good idea to do that. Let's not do that. Yeah, because there's no be- there's no benefit to that. The benefit is maybe a few more people check it out or a few more people buy a ticket, but you're gonna burn all those people if they don't, and it's gonna be much much worse. Yeah, so certainly not worth it. I, it's it's fascinating, man. I don't know. This is either 
some 40 chess that I can't wrap my head around or I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe, maybe it'll be more clear on Friday and we'll look like a bunch of idiots. You know, when when the scenario that everybody I, I, thinks yeah. is going to happen happens and Sheeta beats the up Tony Sheeta Storm thing, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I look, I think she's going to I think she's going to be there in L.A. Um, I don't know anything. Obviously, nobody's talking. Um, I just think that Tony Khan's behavior has been different in this one. You know, people asked him about Bray Wyatt for months and months and months. <laughs> and he always came up with the same story. His answer was the same every time. I bet him at I Jericho's like, birthday party. I like uh, him yeah. as a person. <laughs> That's it. I, I like him as a person. I met him. He's a nice guy. You know, and that was it. And, you know, when he got asked about money on the Grapsity deal, he just completely no-sold it. He just, he didn't even say anything complimentary towards her. He he just said, how does this benefit my, he used the line from, from uh, the HBO gimmick. You know, I don't want to botch it. You know, how does this benefit? How does this benefit my interests to to say anything to you? As opposed to some long PR answer about how much he enjoys her talents. Like he didn't even touch it. So I, I think she's coming in. So I, I don't know how they're going to get there. I, I think it's going to be my idea of the tag match goes off without a hitch, throws everyone off the scent. Then she shows up. You get the monster pop. You trade a couple ticket sales and a few TV viewers for the big surprise, the pop, blowing up social media. Because, look, you're going to get those viewers anyway, eventually. The, those Sasha stands are going to come. They just won't come that night. So, anyway, I, I, I think she'll, I think she's going to be. Do you think she'll be there? Gun to your head. Uh, ultimately, yes. Ultimately, I do still think she's going to be there. Yeah, and they still have Rampage and Battle of the Belts where they can yeah. do an angle. They got two shows. I mean, hell, they Not have even... the first half of, of 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 Dynamite too. You know what I mean? Like, I again, I yeah. would probably let people give a little bit more. Of it. I would by Friday have it be a mystery again, or or at least a thought that man, Tony Storm might not be able to make it there on Wednesday. But you can also do it the at the beginning of the show on Wednesday too, if you really want to. You could have you know Tony Storm backstage getting attacked by a car sheet or so, you know some dumb like that. Again, this is all like probably a little bit more than we need, but. Um, yeah, like uh, there, there's still time to do it for sure. There's still technically two shows and then the beginning of uh, of Dynamite if you really, really want to. But um, I don't know. He, he he has opted for the pops. You know what I mean? He has um, opted for a little bit more of... of, of Some you know, cases. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so you've had some time to sit on it and then we'll move on to other stuff. Osprey Omega, is it the greatest match you've ever seen? Okay, let's start with this. Is it is it ridiculous or is it legitimate to ask to even ask that question? Uh, no, it's not ridiculous. No, it's a legitimate question. So you believe it's it, at minimum in the conversation of the greatest match you've ever seen? Uh, certainly, yeah. I think it's up there. That's, yeah, I, I don't, I can't say that right now. And I also have a tough time with like what, because there's certain time. I have like a couple of matches that I rotate between that's like, yeah, that that is. Or I, I hate saying that is definitely number one, my favorite match of all time. Like I have a few. It depends what my tastes are at that day. But it's, it's at the very least, it is in that conversation will always be in that conversation for me as legitimately right. one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Not just, uh, hey, this is really great. Or, hey, this is on my match of the year list. No, it, 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 it far, far, far exceeds that. 
that's kind of where I am. Um, I, I, I'm going to watch it again and decide because there's one specific thing I want to pay attention to and it's going to determine my answer. I don't want to say what it is. I'm going to, but I'm going to watch the match again. It might be the greatest match I've ever seen. It was really fucking good. Um, You know, what did it not have? I mean, the work was perfect. There was one minor flub early in the match where they went for a spot and they just kind of got lost in the spot. But fuck, did they cover for it great? And Osprey put him, Osprey put Omega in an abdominal stretch. Do you remember the spot? They were going for um, some kind of, I don't know what they were going for, but it did, but it got messy for a split second. And Osprey just thought on his feet. And put and put Omega in an abdominal stretch, and then like you know dropped the elbow on the ribs, and then they they then they went into a different spot, which achieved probably what the end game of the first spot was going to be, with whoever taking over took over. If you rewatch the match, you'll see what I'm talking. Okay, about. all right, yeah, I, I don't remember that really, but 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 you know my stance on that kind of stuff. If you cover for it in a in a in a, in a good, I don't care anymore. Now, if it just completely falls apart and it's an abs- and it's a legitimate, it's a botch, and the match has to, that's you know that's different. Or if you, the, or the, the biggest crime is trying to do the spot over again. I hate that. The spot's dead. Do something else. Don't set it up again. But they covered for it very well. And then there's something at the tail end of the match. I want to wa- rewatch the finish as well. But. This very well could be the greatest match I've ever seen because the work was uh, flawless aside from that one minor flub. The story, man, I I just, I didn't expect them to go where they went with the story and, and they totally blew my expectations by, I don't know what I was expecting with this match, but it wasn't that. It wasn't Kenny Omega Beating the living shit out I didn't, of Will Ospreay. I didn't think I was going to get that much hate. I thought it was going to yes. be a little bit more of an exhibition match of these guys doing the best things that they can do. You know, and, and that's fine. that would have been fine with me. I would have said, hey, that's a great, because these are two of the greatest wrestlers ever. If these guys wanted to go out there and do some fun stuff and flippy-doos and all that, I'd be perfectly fine with that. I'd be perfectly fine with the counters. Uh, like, cause I, I went back and I watched uh, Omega and Okada, the, the first Wrestle Kingdom match they had. Uh, a, a couple of days ago, and that was like a lot of counter, a lot of mat wrestling, a lot of back and forth. You know, Kenny countering Okada stuff, Okada, and that was cool. That was really, really cool. And if the, this match was that, I would have been perfectly fine with that. That would have been just. Instead, they went out there and beat the ever living shit out of each other. You brought up the spot again that 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 I the spot where o- o- Omega is just smacking Osprey's bloody head on the table over and over and over again. Just bam, 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 and the, bam. And the table and the table's breaking. Yeah, it's breaking more and more as it's going on. And, this and guy's just like blood, gah, gah, blood, gah, gah, gah. He just keeps driving his head in there. Bloody fragments of table are flying all over the place, and 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 you know, and and Osprey was you know they agreed to just fucking murder each other. This had the, the that's the right word the hate. This had the hate and the violence. It's like I can't imagine any corner of the fandom not enjoying this because it had it all. You know, it's it's if you like that hatred and that viciousness in your wrestling and you like watching guys stiff the fuck out of each other, this had it. I mean, one guy had a boot print on his face by the end of the match. Both guys were bleeding. Um, 
you know, plus you had the insane athleticism and you had crazy spots. You had um, just the, 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 the nastiness of the chops and the kicks. And you had the great storytelling that fit. You know, we talked about last week in the preview how it almost felt like it had peaked too early. And they got everybody back the night before with those promos and that Osprey promo in particular. And then they worked this match to that story to perfection. And we talked about this on the instant reaction, but they have so many different places they can go when they wrestle again. It's hard to imagine they can top this, but they have set the deck to build on the story they're telling. There's so much you can do. Now Will Ospreay is questioning himself, and he has to wonder if he can overcome Kenny Omega. And there's this new villainous, nasty Omega that we've never seen before. We've never seen Kenny wrestle like that. You know, and is 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 Osprey going to give Kenny his and beat him up the same way that Omega beat him up? And it's just, and there's so many crazy high spots that we know they can do that they have left on the table that just weren't appropriate for this particular match. You know, Will brought out some of his stuff. He did the flippy do off the corner to the floor, and but he didn't bust out all of his shit. Neither did Kenny. You know, we, he, Kenny hasn't been hitting with a Stormbreaker yet. Can he Can he kick out of a Stormbreaker? And if he does, then th- what does Osprey do? There's just so... It, 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 I, I hope they... I, I hope they do the match one more time at some point before they... They're definitely going to do it again in the Wrestle Kingdom, you know, based on all of Osprey's promos and everything. But I hope we get another one before that too. I would love to see what these guys can do with the trilogy or even, you know, three or four matches and see if they can constantly top each other with the creativity and the storytelling. But this had psychology. This had nastiness. This had great work. This had excitement. This had drama. I Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to watch it again, and it very well may be the greatest match that I've ever seen. It certainly belongs in that conversation, and, and yeah, it's one that I'll, I'll definitely want to revisit um, later in the year, maybe, and then definitely at the end of the year again. But yeah, it, it, it's in that it's in that conversation. It, it absolutely is in that conversation, and not just a fleeting like, ah, hey, yeah, yeah, really great. You know, one, one of the best things you'll see this year. Like, no, no, no. It, 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 it upper, 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 upper echelon. Even, no, even this in the is moment, one of the I best things it. you'll see. This is one of the best things you'll see in your life. Right, right. And I have I a couple it the plays- apex of pro wrestling <laughs> a couple days ago, and I stand by that. I really do. There's a couple places I go that are non-wrestling places that have wrestling conversation. Like there's a Discord I go to that's not a wrestling Discord, but they have a wrestling room, and it's very casual fans. Okay, it's you know, um, and I drop in there just to see what they think of stuff, and they mostly talk WWE and AEW. You almost never see people talk about anything else in there, and uh, some of the people watched Wrestle Kingdom and all completely blown away by the match all complete. And these are people parachuting in. So, you know, they, they weren't locked in on the fucking press conference the night before. And, you know, they may not even have been aware that these two guys have been arguing with each other all year or that, you know, that, that, uh, you know, any of the history, anything like that. And they all understood the match and they got it. And, and, you know, universal praise, in that particular chat room of people who, you know, normally, you know, they like their bloodline, Rich. That's what they're into. And and they ate it up. So 
Um, I really feel, and I haven't looked in a lot of other places. I'm sure there's some people on Twitter who are shitting on it. That's just par for the course. Um, but it's hard to, for me to imagine what the criticisms would be. Yeah, it's it hard to me imagine you being a professional wrestling fan and, and watching that match and saying, ah, you know what? Nah, it just didn't do it for me. You know, yeah. This. It had everything you would want. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, like it, it, if you go it, if you go in deciding you're gonna hate it, maybe you'll hate it. But I, I I can't imagine going in with an open mind and leaving and going, eh, yeah, you know, whatever. Because even you know, there's sometimes there's matches I think are great, and I know that there's gonna be people who are gonna think it sucks, and I know who those people are sometimes. And sometimes I'm friends with, and I know that there's all right, this is not gonna be this person's cup of tea, and they're gonna think I'm nuts because I think this match. Is, but this is a match where it's like, I don't see why anyone wouldn't think this was great. Maybe they wouldn't think it's the greatest thing they've ever seen, like me and you were going on about, or Dave Meltzer. But, man, I mean, this was just yeah, was phenomenal. I mean, I think we're probably preaching to the choir on this show. Yes. But um, If you're still out there and you haven't watched this, drop everything you're doing. you got to stop what yeah, you're doing and go watch it. Listen I mean, to this show and go watch it, please. And I don't wait a half think- an hour. We only have a half an hour left. Listen to the rest of the show and then go watch it immediately after. How about that? And I don't even think we're ruining it by setting expectations too high because I think it'll meet them. I like I think it's just <laughs> fucking great. Um anyway, so that's uh anything else on New Japan, Sasha? I think that's yeah, we've gotten Mercedes, we've gotten New Monday. Japan, we got Monday. Um Fitzic Man's we'll work back. on that. Work on that uh, Monday. All, all weekend. All weekend I'll work on it. Listen to her theme because she she uh, dun, dun, it's not dun. great, but I'll listen to it. Monday. Anyway. Monday. She says it. You gotta say it like her. Anyway, let's get to a quick check in here of uh, Pro Wrestling Noah and All Japan Pro Wrestling, our last, last half hour uh, of the show here. Noah's the new year uh, started off January 1st, uh, 9,500 in Budokan Hall for this Noah the New Year uh, show. Uh, I watched the entire show. I thought it was a really good show, top to bottom. I, I, I thought it was solid. Uh, the main event was okay. The Shinsuke Nakamura great Muda match was was okay. Like spectacle. I, it spectacle. was a spectacle. You know what I mean? Like the Nakamura yeah. entrance fucking rocked. He had the the, the violin yeah, guy out, yeah. and like when the music ended for him, that was the loudest I've heard Japan in years. Like when his music got done playing yeah. and he got in the ring, the crowd was just like, yeah, <laughs> they were just so pumped up. And that guy's just a different aura. You forget what that aura is like with Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. in Japan. You were like, fuck, dude, that guy rocks. There's there's a difference between this and when he comes out with boogs. You know <laughs> right? what I mean? Okay. Pat uh, McAfee's gyrating on the, yeah. yeah, a lot better than, yeah, a little bit it's more they, pop they and fucking, circumstance. Because they ruin everything in that company. <laughs> of course they, they ruin they, everything. They, yeah. they turn it into a cartoon, you know, and he becomes a cartoon and he knows it too. Like you could, you could just even feel it in his own vibes and this popped a huge house and the, the Muta retirement thing is working for business. There's no question about it. And this felt like a big deal. It had a, it, it, it had that big deal feel to it with these two guys. And yeah, the Nakamura entrance was phenomenal. And I have a hot take, Rich. You want to hear a hot take? Let's go piping hot. Nakamura has two great themes. The WWE theme is better than subconscious. And I know a lot of people will probably disagree with that. I went back and watched some old Nakamura matches. I went and listened to the subconscious on YouTube. Great theme. I think they really nailed it with this. I'm going to have to. Yeah, I haven't listened to subconscious in a while. But when you especially when you get the violin guy out there. Yeah. That has a whole different dynamic to it. it. 
I agree. They're both he, great themes. It's he builds better, it up. It's, the violin guy builds it up a lot too. He can't. I, I like sub- subconscious is great. He cannot go back. This this theme is him now. It's just him. Yeah, I I might be with you on that. I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to subconscious soon. But yeah, people are gonna be mad. Yeah, they're gonna be mad. But it's okay. Um, but I, I just I you know I I went and listened to subconscious and it's like I it didn't hit me the way I thought it would. I was like, this is a good theme, but man, I'm I think he. The other one is is just fucking <laughs> is him now, like you know. Um, that is really is that's it's an all time theme. They really nailed it. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's fucking incredible. And and I can't remember, but wasn't which either glorious was written for him or his was written for Bobby Roode. I can't remember. And oh my god, <laughs> I think glorious was written for Nakamura. Ugh. Someone in the chat will remember, but one one or the other is true, though. One or the other of those is true, and it's funny to think about either way. I like Bobby Roode coming out to the violin, <laughs> to fucking Bobby Roode having a two and a half star match, or Nakamura coming out to Glorious. <laughs> I like. I think like, he could make he could make that work. There's no way Bobby Roode would make this work, but I think Nakamura could make Glorious work. As dumb as it, it would be, it would be real dumb. Gerard Detrolio, who I trust. Glorious was written for Knock. I told you. Ugh. You didn't know that. I huh? mean, he could make it work, but ugh, no. Yeah. God, that would have sucked. Yep. It's funny though. It's a it's a Glorious. fun fact. <laughs> All right, one of you geeks has to one of you geeks has to take a Nakamura entrance and put Glorious over ugh, it. No, please don't. And I want to see it. No, I want to see it now. Yeah, I, I, maybe, yeah. I want to see it now. But the violin song just like it's it's just perfect. The violin, whatever it's called, the name of it. Where's Andrew Rich? Must not be here because he uh, he's not here right now. Yeah, yeah, he would let you know. Um. Uh, oh shit, that was a mistake. Um. Did anybody hear that? No. Nope. Good. Um. Lost my train of thought. Yeah. No, it was a spectacle. Um. I didn't think much of the match, but it wasn't about that. You know, you're not you're not watching that match to see a match of the year contender. Um, you're watching for the spectacle of Nakamura and a Noah ring and the great Muta uh, not having his final match. That'll be with Sting and Darby Allen. And, and uh, I'm Listen, what? this was the great Muta's final match though. Not that Keiji Muto guy, the Keiji Muto guy is going to wrestle again. No, no, no. I thought Muta's final was, a, was in the Sting and Darby Muta, Allen. The, the Muta, Muta's final was here. No, no. Muta, Mu, Mu, Muto's final is in March. Yes. Muta's final is against is with Sting and Darby Allen. I, th- mm. I think you're right. I'm, yeah, I forget because they kept saying this was his final match, though. Or are they just saying the final match between maybe final singles match for for Muta? Maybe that's what they were saying. I uh, think you're right, but match. now I don't remember anymore. I, I think is he just Muto on the uh, in the Darby Allen thing? The, the Tokyo Dome is his is his retirement match. Keiji Muto. That is in March. The February or January, whenever it is, the um, the the match with Sting and Darby Allen is before the Tokyo Dome match, and I think that is the Muta A final. Okay, I think I'm almost positive. I don't think he's KG Muto in that one. Oh, you're right. You you're be... right. You're right. He is Muta. So I I don't know what they yeah. were saying here. Maybe just final. I don't know what the hell they were saying. Final, final singles match. Maybe final singles match. Yeah, he's Muta uh, on this one. So. Yeah, because why he's got to be Muta for Sting. Oh, for sure. Right, right, right. You know, and then he's having his final, final match 
in the Tokyo Dome as you know, obviously Muto. Um, so this is his, and then he had the match at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know what he has in between or how many he has left, but um, yeah, January twenty first is Muta Sting and Darby, and then um, yeah, and then he has the match at the Tokyo Dome. But yeah, it was all right. I mean, um. You know, I think it's I enjoyed it more people. than I thought I would. It, 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 very hard spectacle stuff, and that's fine. It's, it's just a big spectacle. Look, they came this out there. What his run has been, I right, would have been right, fine right. with it. Yeah, so you know, it was, it, it was fine. I've, I'm just so mooted out, though. It's like it did hurt it for me a little. I will admit, I, I just I've had enough of this fucking guy. I want him to just go away already. Um, I hate to be a buzzkill about it all, but um, we've talked about it a million times. Right, right, right. So let, let's um, let's move on because uh, there was some other yeah. stuff on the show that I did like a lot. Uh, mostly the semi-main event I thought was was tremendous. Kaito Kiyomiya defeating Kano, uh, GHC heavyweight title match. I will say it was worked at a different, a little bit of a different style than the other Kiyomiya Kano matches. Now they still beat the hell out of each other a little bit. They still got kind of brutal, but this was this felt to me more like Kaito Kiyomiya is on a different level than Kano now. And just out wrestled him and outworked him. And it wasn't necessarily the Kano bowling this guy and them just beating the shit out of each other. This felt more like a, 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 a heavyweight championship match, a little bit, you know, more slow at, at a certain point. And then when it was done, Kiyomiya just put the guy away and just proved, no, I'm the champion and you're you're not on my level right now type of thing, which I thought was an interesting direction. I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was not one of their best. No, no, no. They, I, I've loved the style of their previous matches a lot more. This is yeah, just different. I mean, the Falcon Arrow on the apron, or should oh. I say the Falcon Arrow that missed the apron, is going to be the spot that everybody remembers forever from this match. Um, it was a really good match, don't get me wrong, but I think that they've had better. Um, they've had. They, it's like we just talked about with Omega and Osprey. I think these two have had more violence in their matches before than they've had in this one. And... Um, you know, if, if I was going to recommend their matches to people, this just probably wouldn't be one of my top picks of, of the matches they've had against each other. But, um, but I, but still, I liked it a lot and Kiyomiya had the win, you know, in the past years when they've had title matches against each other with the way that Noah books, you couldn't really tell who was going to win this one. You had a feeling Kiyomiya had to win it and he did, and it was the right call. And, you know, the feeling you got out of it where it just felt like he was the better guy. I mean, maybe, you know, they need to, they need to do that with Kiyomiya. Right, right, now. right. I thought it was, I thought it was refreshing because a lot of times like Kano takes it because Kano's always kind of had this guy's number and he bullied him. And that's how we originally, you know, he knocked him out and bullied him and knocked him out and bullied him and knocked him out and bullied him. Kiyomiya was just like, nah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm bigger. I'm better. I'm, I'm older. I'm stronger. Like it's just, he kind of, he controlled this match. Like Kano got him a couple times and they slapped it. But at the end of the day, when he needed to put this guy away, he just put him away. And I think that's, I I like it. I like that idea because it's it's now time for Kiyomiya to just be a guy and just be the guy. He's your champion. He needs to be better than these other guys. He needs to be, you know, a step above, you know, guys that are just getting title shots here and there. And, and I thought that was an interesting direction. It didn't make for, Maybe the match that I was expecting these two to have, but I think it made for a very good, strong title defense for Kiyomiya. And that's, you probably need more of those right now. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, Muto didn't put him over. So, um, you know, maybe everybody else needs to put him over strong. So, um, you know, maybe that's the right way to approach these now. I, I want to see this guy be an alpha and just take these matches by the throat and really assert himself. He doesn't have to worry about Muto anymore. And um, 
you know, hopefully when Muto goes away, some of these other guys will go away too. Um, hopefully the Hiroshi Hase thing doesn't end up being as prominent as it could end up being. Uh, because if they if they do give Hase a contract, he's going to get pushed. I know he's 61 years old. Um, and I guess we could talk about him. I mean, he was the ex and um, wait, was he the ex? <laughs> Uh, he was, he was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he was yes. the ex. Yeah. Um, I was just confused whether that was a lot has happened this week. It's um, been a, a busy wrestling week. I knew he was on the show. I could Yeah, yeah, I knew he was on the show. I couldn't remember if he was the ex. Um, look, I I, I thought for a sixty-one-year-old man, looked he looked good. No, he looked really you know? good. He looked he looked way better than Mudo's ever looked. Or the oh, Mudo, yeah. ever the Moodles looked in the in his you know this this last run here. Okay, okay. Now now let's be fair. Now he does not have the charisma or the aura. No, of course not. No, I mean like, like pure physically. Close. I mean physically. Yeah, yeah physically yeah. looks better than Fujita physically. Moves better than Fujita physically. Moves better than Mudo physically. He's not you know he's not Keiji Mudo. He's he's better than Keiji. Cat Fujita it was never fucking mattered ever. But. No, I mean, like, he's not that, but I thought he came out there and he acclimated himself pretty well. He took bumps, he took chops, he took hits. Like, yeah, I was kind of surprised at how confident he was. I kind of thought, oh man, this guy's old as hell. And he came out and you're like, yeah, he looks pretty good for 61. But, uh, and then he moved like, fine. You know what I mean? I, I put him pretty close to like Tatsumi Fujinami, who we talked about in the, uh, the Wrestle Kingdom thing, who, who still gets around pretty damn good. Like, he's not, you know, obviously yeah. what he was in his prime, but like, you wouldn't think that man is in his 60s or whatever. You, you know, he, he, he moves around like a guy in his late forties, early fifties, somewhere in that range. He's you old. know what these you know what these two guys look like? They look like the lawyer that lives on your block, the sixty year old lawyer who jogs on the weekends and he, and he's in he's in excellent shape and, and yeah, he does five Ks every weekend like an asshole and yeah yeah. He's, and you have the conversation three times a year with your wife. You're like that guy's sixty two. Jim is sixty two. Look at him out there. Look at him out there jogging. You know. Well, you're great. eating pork butt. <laughs> you're eating yeah, your pork butt tacos. <laughs> And your and, and your wife's like, yeah, I probably would, I probably would, Jim, you know. And you're like, ah, fucking Jim, you know, like, like you know what? Tomorrow I'm gonna I'm gonna get in shape, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like yeah, I'm gonna that's... go run. You know what? I'm gonna start running, and then yeah, yeah, you know, like that. That's what that that's what Hase is like, and and Fujinami to some extent too. But um, yeah, but he doesn't have the charisma of Muto no, or or no, no. or the presence, and I don't think he's gonna draw like him you know, at the end of this run here where look, this retirement run is drawing. I mean, they put 9,500 people in the boutique and all. And if you watch the show, if they're lying, they're not lying a lot. No, that looked like a very, very full building. Yeah. The place was packed when they did those, those long shots and and pan the crowd. I mean, there didn't see, seem to be a whole lot of empty seats anywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, but now they're in a position. Listen, Noah did this to themselves. When you build your promotion around these old fucks and, and that's the crowd you're drawing from. And, you know, it's like, and you don't want that to recede when these guys go away, then maybe you should have used these guys to put over the younger guys at some point. This is what we've been screaming about. Instead, now you're begging Hiroshi Hase to get out of his government job and come wrestle for you because you've put yourself and booked yourself into this position. You know, if Muto would just do the right thing and put... It's so funny in the lead up when when Muto's saying, oh, I'm bigger than GHC, so I have to go on last. And he's right, and that's true, you, motherfucker. <laughs> but it's but yeah, like you, that's your fault that that's the case because you didn't put the guy over and you didn't put the title over, and maybe that wouldn't be the case, or maybe it would be more debatable if you had done if you had handled Kiyomiya properly, but you didn't, 
and he's in the same position he was before he feuded with you because of the way that you handled it and wouldn't do business the right way with the kid. So you're out here speaking the truth and 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 telling us what we already know because you caused it. And now and now they have to consider they have to find the next old fuck because you're retiring. And we and they already know nobody cares about Fujita enough or 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 Masayaki or or uh, uh, Masakatsu Funaki or any of these other guys, and they'll probably wither away and leave with you. And now they're scrambling trying to get this poor old man out of retirement, throwing him the bag. Because that's the position they put themselves in. You know, maybe he will do business the right way and put the kid over. But does he have enough cachet and panache to, for it to make a difference? Muto would have. Maybe this is the last time we have to do this because he's so. finally going away. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. And the rest of the show, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was all right. What did you think of... Um, so Jack Morris defeats Tim Thatcher, right? And um, Jake Lee's music hits. And it, <laughs> it's so funny hearing the commentators saying how Budokan Hall was going nuts. And okay. there wasn't a fucking peep. First off, Stu Fulton had no idea who that was. He goes, the mask comes off. And then there's silence. Yeah. And then nothing. there's silence. And then Marco's. That's Jake Lee. And Stu goes, Jake Lee in the Budokan Hall. The fans are going nuts. He had no idea. He looked to Mark and Mark was like, I think it's Jake Lee. Let's say Jake Lee. I don't know. I don't think it was. uh, It was. uh, It was. um, Wasn't it? um, It wasn't Mark. Oh, was was, Lazenby uh, doing that? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I no, 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 no. I think Pickery. I think they had Pickery and Stu for this one. They, oh, they were, they were, they were okay, going okay. back and forth. I'm positive yeah. it was. I, I yeah, know you, it was could, you, you, you could be right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I know he was like the mask comes off in your stupid <laughs> voice or whatever. <laughs> the Welsh accent. Yeah, it's, it's Jake Lee, yeah. and there's like it's probably only about ten seconds of silence, but it's deafening. And then yeah. like Mark's got to go. Jake Lee here. That's the Budokan Hall. I can't believe it. It's <laughs> it's what a- richest Welsh accent. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then they're like, Budokan Hall's going crazy, and then no, nobody was making any noise. No. Nobody cared. They were not going crazy. No, they they were not going crazy. No, nobody cared. Um, and they went crazy for Nakamura. They fucking went. So they went crazy at times during the show. They did not go crazy. Yeah, this was for, not a uh, polite crowd. They were not polite when Nakamura came out. They were very polite and respectful when Jake Lee came out. How about poor Jack Morris? He has to sell this. Like he's like, all right, yeah, Jake Lee, uh, cool. Like you want to, you want to be friends. Yeah. With how me? weird was this? Like, so like Jake Lee comes out and you're like, oh shit's gonna go down. And then Jake Lee's like, put her here, pal. And then they just yeah. kind of <laughs> yeah. shake. And then you're like, oh, good match, kid. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, oh. What the fuck was that? Okay. Very strange. Like it, it almost would have been better if uh, Thatcher won the match. And Jake Lee came out and like smacked him or something. And then, you know, because Thatcher has that kind of energy where he'd get in his face. And um, this was weird. It's like Jack Morris wins. And then, yeah, he just comes out and they're just like smiling at each other. Like, oh, all right. I got a new pal. Like, what's the point of that? They're going to be a tag team. What are we doing here? Uh, are they going to go after Kojima and Segura? Like, is there juice in that? Is there juice in <laughs> no. Jake Lee and Jack Morris? Uh, no. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand. I so it's very weird. No. Fans didn't care. We were confused. These poor announcers have to put something. You know, it's tricky for announcers when you got to put something over that no one in the building cares about. 
because your job is to get it over. And it, it, it look, I feel for them when they're in that kind of position. You know, it's uh, Jim Ross has the kind of uh, history and cachet where he can low key shit on things that aren't getting over. But these guys can't do that. They got, you know what I mean? It's like they, they're so they're desperately trying to, and then they're overselling it, and then they look like goofs. And yeah, it's just a big old mess. So uh, I don't know. We'll see Jake Lee and Noah at least for a little while. Um, Can I tell you what else? my match of the night was? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to hear your it match. Wasn't of the that night. bullshit Kiyomiya Kanoma? No, it was good. I thought Satoshi Kojima and Takashi Sagira versus Kenta and Mirafuji rocked. I thought that match ruled. Well, tell us why. Those, that bell rang and these motherfuckers beat the hell out of each other. Kenta, this is a Kenta you have not seen in a long time. New Japan Kenta is fun and he's, you know, goofy. And I watched the Rambo and he came down and he did the speed walk or whatever. You know, he's kind of a, he understands. He, he gets the game, he gets his role, he understands. This was grumpy ass Kenta again. And I love grumpy Kenta because he came out there and he was pissed. And they just slapped each other and chopped each other and beat the ever living shit out of each other. And yeah, I think Kojima and Segura, that one of my favorite tag teams in the world right now. Uh, Kenta and Mirafuji, obviously not what they were in their prime, but I thought Kenta was great in here. Mirafuji, I. Is he? He's fully washed, right? He's he his I hate body. To say it. I think he his body. Listen, his body's destroyed. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to be in there. He just wants to go home. Like this has been for like a half a decade now. Yeah, because he, he didn't he, do anything in this match, and, that, and that's fine. But yeah, it's it's um he's just a beaten up man. Like his final hurrah was that that year he did to G one and yeah, two thousand sixteen. I think yeah, two thousand sixteen. And ever since then, it's like we've heard stories of him turning down title reigns and he just doesn't want to be bothered because he's just in pain. He just doesn't, you know, he's held together by tape. He doesn't fucking care. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't know. It didn't really land for me. Really? Wow. Okay. I I love everybody in this match. Two of my favorite wrestlers of all, three of my favorite, four of my, actually all these, these are four of my favorite wrestlers of all time, but Kojima and Kenta especially. Um, I, I didn't think it was bad or anything, but um. I thought it was by the end of it. I was, uh, I was, a, I was a little sad. I don't know. I was thinking about how great Kenta Fuji used to be, and they're both just shells of them, their former selves. And I know Kenta has reinvented himself, and um, I've defended him plenty. And I didn't think there was anything wrong with him here. And and yeah, the other guy, look, Kojima and Sagara. I mean, they're fucking great. I, I mean, just love the grumpy uncles. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> that you, you've annoyed them by getting in this match with them. And they're like, all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, Kojima, we knew he could still go, but it's like in New Japan. He's been great. In New Japan, he's like the smiling veteran who's like a, a nice guy. And, you know, it's like here, like you're saying, he's there's a nastiness to him. Like because he's such a great wrestler. He knows his role no matter where he is. You know what I mean? He knows his role in New Japan is not to be. Well, and he knows the house style too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows he's not supposed to be a grumpy ass kicker doing a prelim tag with Master Wato and Tenzan. You know what I mean? He comes here, he knows his role, and he knows the house style, and he works to it, and he's still kicking ass, and um, he doesn't appear. And Segura too. I mean, you know, he's all he's on the fucking juice and everything else. But <laughs> excuse so, me, but. <laughs> But I mean, he, he'll slow down either. I mean, now he got a late start. Like he was like one of them 30 year old rookies. So maybe he doesn't have the wear and tear that a lot of these guys do. And he's looked 47 for about 15 yeah, he years was, now. He was born 47. He's one of those guys, you know, but um, always looks tired. Always looks like he just woke up. Those eyes, 
The bags yeah. under his eyes, the perpetual bags under his eyes. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he looks like but, someone's uh, like, like, did you ever go to someone's house as a kid and there was like the dad that like you had to be quiet? Because if you woke up that dad, yeah, shit was going to go down, you know, and he that, didn't even like I had that dad like it wasn't it wasn't my dad, but I had friends that had that dad They didn't even work yeah. like night shift. It was like, you know, I get it. Yeah, if yeah. They work night shift. They just worked a normal job. And it was like 8 p.m. Like, what the fuck? Get, get yeah. over yourself, dude. But like you had that dad and you knew like you hear a door yeah. open. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, well, you know, whoever yeah. the name is, like, get in here. And you're like, oh, boy. Yeah. You knew you were going home. <laughs> like, I'm just going to leave now. That's yeah, the you knew you're just like home. that dad that got woke up. Yep. Yep. And, and you knew the next thing was you. And you already knew. Oh, I packed my stuff up. I'm out. Yeah. I'm not being a part uh, of it. Ray Rich, you got to go. I got to go. My dad, you know, you got to go. You know, you're in the middle of the fucking Tecmo Super Bowl right, fucking right, season. Yeah. But you, but you got to go. Um, yeah, that's Segura. No doubt about it. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, Cigarette but, uh, hanging out the side of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Lighting one up, <laughs> making sure that you leave. Right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> making, making sure that you leave before things happen um, that he doesn't want you to see and report to the other parents. Yes. <laughs> so he gets in a quick smoke to watch you walk down the street <laughs> right. out on the porch. You know, absolutely. Yeah. We all had one of them. Um, yeah, so uh, we got new junior tag team champions. That never happens on Noah's shows. These <laughs> junior tag team title switches. Um, nah, the show was all right. I mean, um, I, 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 I enjoyed it enough, well enough, I guess. And um, you know, the main event was a spectacle. The semi was really good, and um, everything hit right about what it looked like it would hit on paper. Is what I would say. I will say the production uh, Wrestle Universe, the night and day difference between what Wrestle Universe gives you uh, when New Japan World gives you in terms of like watching it on my TV is just like New Japan World looks like shit on TV, man. It just yeah, it really does. It's yeah. so bad. And it's like so man. tired of the 480p bullshit. <laughs> right, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And then you watch yeah. Noah and it's like, Jesus Christ, like this is incredible looking. You ever put on um, New Japan on on Axis? Like oh, I, it blows me away. I'm like, whoa, what happened here? And I'm and like, oh, like, that's what it looks like. That's what it would look like if I was. You're, you're like, why can't this look like this all the time? Why I know, do I got to watch? I sometimes if if because I, I I do like my DVR captures every New Japan and Access thing. I delete like 95% of it because I've seen. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes when like a match that I really, really loved pops up. I watch it again in like that because I'm like, it's a whole different view. I'm watching it in like crystal clear yeah. HD. I can see their faces. I can see like, yeah, it's a whole different animal when you're watching it on. So, yeah, there is sometimes where I'll, I'll uh, like when when Omega and, and, and Osprey get on there like that. I'm probably going to save that one and watch it again. Yeah, It's like when you watch on New Japan World, it's like you're watching through like a haze filter, like a filter of fucking haze. Like, like, like it's, it's like it's smoky in the room or something. It's just it's it's I don't know. All these years, they can't they can't give us a clear feed after all these years. I just don't understand. They, they have it on access, which means that someone is able to do it. I mean, why can't they do that? I, I don't know enough about the technology and why they can't stream closer to that quality i got it a little bit more in like 2014 or whatever but i don't get it anymore in 2022 it's like i i stream stuff all the time in like insane high quality why does this still look like this yeah and and, and wrestle kingdom when people are doing their entrances and the big video board it has this beautiful stuff going on 
It's just one giant pixel. Yeah, it's just one giant like crazy. Fucking yeah, or pixel. like anytime confetti comes down or fireworks are going on, it's yeah. just yeah, it's just pixelated like crazy. It's a mess. Garbage. Uh, speaking of garbage, uh, we'll end here with All Japan Pro Wrestling <laughs> Show. Uh, they are doing their New Year Giant Series 2023. Had some important matchings and some interesting booking. Uh, in speaking the of garbage, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> well, you mean you're not excited about Onita? Uh, blow uh, uh, blowing a DDT spot like he's uh, Monet against uh, Yoshitatsu. You're not <laughs> excited so about that? Yeah, the big Yoshitatsu Onita match that we're all clamoring you, for. You want to talk about guys who can't move anymore? Jesus fucking Christ! Can we put Onita out the pasture, please? Oh Does anyone need this? And also, all of his new companies fail. Why are we still going back to this guy? How many I mean, FMW retreads are we going to do that don't fair, work and they all die? I will, I will be fair to all Japan here. They've been a very, very boring, um, same shit over and over again company for like the last two, three years. Okay. Do I want to see Onita do a death match and all an uh, exploding fucking barbed wire death match in all Japan in his current state? I do not. Um, do I want to see you no know, Rung guy and his band of fucking gypsies? <laughs> do I want to see Kendo Kashin and the Rung guy win the tag team titles? The all Asia tag team titles, I should say. Uh, no, I absolutely do not. And neither did anybody in Cork and Hall, for that matter. Um, you know, but they're trying different things. You got Minoru Suzuki in there forming a unit with Naruki Doi of all people. Um, you know, you, you're they're they're going full steam ahead with this Kento Miyahara Takuya Nomura story. He beats him on the third. Good match. They win the, really, really good match. Yeah, like that. Really, I went four and a quarter. Yep. I, I thought it was better than Kiyomiya Kano by a by a smidge. Ooh, I think I agree with you. I do. By a smidge. They're both notebook worthy, but I went four and a quarter on the all Japan match, and I went four flat on Kiyomiya Kano. Um and, you know, they won the tag team titles. So they got the tag team titles off Kono and Suwama. So the Miyahara Nomura thing, and they want they want to bring Nomura in full time. Nomura, to this point, has been hesitant. And they want to do a long-term story with Miyahara and Nomura, where Nomura is kind of his protege. And that's why Nomura has been involved in some of these tags with Miyahara and the All Japan Young Boys against Nagata and the New Japan Young Lions, because the idea is supposed to be that Nomura is not a young boy, but he's the protege of Miyahara. And then they'll do the big split down the line, and, you know, pro wrestling. They'll do pro wrestling down the line. Um, but they want him to commit to the company, and, and and he's been hesitant to do so. But these shows were really built around those two guys. And so they're doing new stuff there at the top. Jake Lee's out. Tajiri's out. Uh, you know, new bookers, obviously wrong guy. If you don't think he's got influence here, then you're not paying attention. All this shit has wrong guys' fingerprints all over it. He's the fucking all-Asia tag team champions, for starters. He puts the fucking titles on himself. All his buddies are being brought in. All, all the scuzz balls are coming in now. Um, but, but look, All Japan needed something new. Is all this shit going to land with I me? I can't it's do not. these scuzz guys again. I can't. I'm, I'm so sick of these, seeing these guys on shows. It, I just can't watch these guys anymore. I, I agree. Like, but, Including the voodoo murders. You already have scuzzers, and now there's even, I mean, come on. Yeah, but they're breaking them up now and everything. <sighs> Everything's getting, the whole deck is getting reshuffled, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Is it all going to settle in a good place? Probably not. 
I just want this. Okay. Uh, why can't this region move forward? Why are we just retreading the same fucking 10 people over and over and over and over and over and over and over again? I mean, there's I, no I good young you. wrestlers anywhere in the world that, that we can okay. start building around. Let's look at the bright side. You're going to get Takuya Nomura all year. You're going to get um, Naoya Nomura. They got they're They're getting him back yeah. because mm-hmm. Tajiri's out of the picture. Okay. So they get him back into the fold and he'll be working more moving forward with his real blood tights. I love those tights, real blood on his ass and down both legs, real, blood. real blood. <laughs> Cause it's his scuzzer tag team. He has in fucking Ganabre pro or whatever the fuck it's called, where whatever that scuzzball promotion is that he works in. Um, so, you know, you, you, you and, and you're kind of look at the positives from that standpoint. Okay. And, and, there's new pushes for some new people. And yeah, you're going to have to deal with the wrong guy crew for a little while, but you know their MO. They drift into town. They fucking do their worst. They squeeze every dollar they can out of these places and they drift away. You know, you don't see him as much in Dragon Gate anymore. Um, he's allegedly going to retire from Noah. So now it's his turn. Now it's all Japan's turn. And yeah, why, why does this guy do a retirement tour? Who cares? <laughs> Who I don't fucking cares? Look, man, like I said, it's not all landing with me either. All I'm saying is if any company needed a teardown and a restart, it was this one. I, you know, because look, you get uh, uh, the two Nomura's in. Yuma Anzai is going to get his push this year. Okay. And we'll see how he develops. And you deal with these scuzzers for a little while until they go away. Onita's going to have his death match and you'll never see him again. Nosawa will get his claws in for a little while and then he'll disappear and he'll take all his scuzzers with him. And you'll get the Suzuki thing with, with Naruki Doi and uh, Okuto and whoever else they add to that, which I'm intrigued by. So there's some good with the bad. I'm not trying to sell you on it. I just going to have to be a little bit more, uh, uh, you, you know, jump in at certain matches like like this. I didn't watch any. I, I watched Nomura and I and I watched Miyahara and I like that and I watched a few other things. But I'm just gonna have to when I know that it's people that I'm not gonna just skip those guys. You know what I mean? Just skip them. There's not they're not worth my time. And that's fine. That's fine. I guess if it's gonna give but some he, juice to all Japan, I guess I guess that's okay. It's, it's just something different. I mean, maybe Hokuto Omori will will get the rub from Suzuki and Doi and become something. Who knows? Um, you know, and and and. Naoya Nomura is obviously a great guy to bring back, and he's got a whole different look and attitude. If they could get Takuya Nomura to stick around, that would be great. Um, I, I think Takuya Nomura and Miyahara have a better match in them at some point down the line. I don't think they did. They topped out with this one. Plus, they'll have more story behind it next time, too, as they let this thing develop. So there's some things that 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 are looking up here. And, you know, there's some things that, Obviously, people like us aren't really going to care about, and you know, you just have to, to, to you know, take it with a smile, skip the shit you don't want to see. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's a more interesting promotion now than it's been over the last two or three years or so. Would you rather just have it be the same old shit with no, Jake no, no, Lee no, no, and no, I, agree. I, I agree. No, they needed something to shake it up, and 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 they have. I'll give them. I'll give them credit. They're trying a bunch of different new things after what three years of not doing anything new of doing the literally the same. No, no, I will obviously take this over what it is. And I, I, I do like the influx of younger guys coming in. I just want, yeah, I want those people to be 
when it's all said and done, I want those people to be the most prominent and not, you know, the gang of of, of scuzzers that are that are coming in. And, and ultimately, that's probably the goal. And these the scuzzers that are coming in are not the guys that usually take over the company in terms of, you know, winning titles and all that sort of stuff. It's just I'm just so sick of seeing those guys. You know what I mean? It's like I, I see them more than I see almost every other wrestler in Japan because they're just fucking everywhere. I know they're everywhere. It's so look that largely when Nosawa got his claws into Dragon Gate, that really soured me on Dragon Gate to the point that I haven't recovered. Like, I, I'm still, like, arm's length with Dragon Gate, you know, because of that shit. So I understand. I totally get it. Um, but I, I, at minimum, I think it's more interesting now than it has been. Yeah, I used to, you know, the same shit over and over. I never see another Jake Lee versus Suwama match ever in my fucking I, life just, again. All I'm these, fine, these yeah. same guys rotating over and over and. You know, Miyahara will be prominent again because they kind of kept him out of the way. They they tried to let Jake Lee breathe a little. And um, you could even tell with Miyahara, he wasn't even he wasn't putting 100 percent into his work last year. He really wasn't. And I think with him back on top and a little more motivated with a direction and working with different people, you know, with a different person here. I, I don't know. I think I think um, the arrow. This is another promotion, I think, where, where the arrow is pointing up. And I think that they can have an interesting year. That might not mean a good year. But I, I think that their year for the first time in a long time will be interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Did you catch any of the other New Year's, like the zero one? Did anything else? Uh, I don't tape? know I don't if anything know. else. I don't know if anything else dropped yet. Maybe people can let us know. I've been I always refresh uh, my sources to see about the uh, uh, the zero one. I don't think. I think zero one's popped up yet, and I don't know if the big Japan has popped up yet. I know the blood Christmas, the freedoms, but I don't care about that. I, I you don't either, right? I ain't watching that shit. Yeah, the great know. space war I've heard wasn't that good this year. Uh, right? that's that stinks every <laughs> yeah, year. That's 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 stuck for like the last four or five years. I I, I force myself to watch it every year. I, I'm done this year. I, I think that, that did they do that tag team tournament mix up thing? The the, the I don't even know what they did this year. Promotion I don't tag know team. what they did this year. I don't care. Yeah. Because that's different than the great. I'm talking about the the New Year's Eve tag mashup where they take the they draw the teams out of a fucking hat for all the uh, indie promotions, and they do the tag team tournament, and that thing. Yeah, I don't even know if that happened. Yeah, that thing was never good. People used to be <laughs> like, "That's I would try that every year, and that that show would fucking stink. It would always be the first show of the year. It would be on New Year's Eve. All the scummer promotions would come together for this stupid like." Battle Bowl style tag team tournament, and it was never fucking good. I don't even know if they're still doing it. I don't. I think maybe the pandemic killed it. I, I have no idea. But um, I don't know. I'll check out the Big Japan and the Zero One um, when the when when they uh, you know cross my desk. Uh, but, tag um, Shuffle twenty twenty two. I believe it did happen. So there you go. There you go. What terrible team won it? <laughs> no Tag Shuffle twenty twenty two. Let's see here. I just know it's it's on the. Uh, it's available places. That's all I know. Let me see if I can. I don't even know what promotion hosted that shit. Tag um, shuffle 20. Fucking tag shuffle. Uh, it looks like it was a joint promotion of Big Japan and DDT. It always is. Yeah. yeah. So who was uh, who were these fucking shit? Teams? Uh, they did. Oh, sh- oh, they did shuffle six man. Oh, even better. More, <laughs> more shitty more wrestlers. People, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Daishi Hashimoto, Yuki Inoue, uh, or Yuko Yono, uh, Yue- oh, I forget how to pronounce his name. Yuki. Yuki Ueno. Yuki Ueno and Yuma Aoyagi. Sorry, I was trying to go to Yuma Aoyagi while I was pronouncing the other guy. Yeah. Hashimoto, Ueno, uh, and Aoyagi are your. They were uh, the winners? Yep. 
All right, I got it too. They beat Mao, Yuko Miyamoto, and Yuya Aoki in the final. Ah, there's some decent wrestlers in that match. Uh, let me take Six a look at man tags, man. Ugh. Oh, there's some real scummers in this thing. <laughs> yeah, there are some guys. Some real scummers here. Uh, not as dirty as it usually no, is. A lot of DDT. Okay. A lot of DDT. It feels like pretty much just DDT and Big Japan guys. I mean, yeah, there's a few really guys they, yeah. they dropped in there. It's, but. Uh, yeah, I still wouldn't watch this if you fucking paid me. <laughs> and people are, technically. Um, but, uh, yeah, whatever. Two promotions that are not exactly on my radar these no, days. No, no, no. So it's a little not. tricky. It's a little tricky. But other than that, yeah, of, of the late stuff, uh, the, the Space War is up. Uh, Freedoms is up from Christmas Day. And that that's it so far. So no, uh, Pass. no zero one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. So. Freedoms. Freedoms. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for us. So that is been this episode of the Flagship Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on Patreon. FlagshipPatreon.com. Uh, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling voices of wrestling.com slash patreon we didn't do a big uh uh read at the in the middle of the show where we kind of hard sold it but uh, there's a lot of stuff up there right now a ton of stuff available uh, of reflection patreon.com you have all of your written uh 2022 flagship awards uh that are out those have gotten a lot of buzz a lot of uh, discussions about a lot of those so check those out those are written content uh also the thursday dynamite review is up that is on the five dollar tier uh, i have a brand new episode the final episode of goldberg 173 and one uh ready to go i was going to upload it around 3 p.m today but then well <laughs> vince McMahon decided and i was just like you know what now is probably not the right time to do it so i will instead have it tomorrow uh, or by the time most of you guys listen to this it will be available um yeah. Pretty much when you're ready to go, that'll be available in the afternoon uh, on Friday. So that's available. Uh, Instant Reaction Live as well. If you want to hear us uh, recap every single match of Wrestle Kingdom 17, you can do so there uh, at flagshippatreon.com. So a ton of stuff, an absolute insane amount of content available uh, for either $5 or $10 per month. And uh, yeah, that is it for us. Uh, Voicesofwrestling.com for uh, columns, previews, reviews, all that other good stuff. So that is it. That's Joe. I'm Rich. Hello, Voices of Wrestling listener, Dave Ryan here. Have you ever wondered to yourself, how many hidden gems are hidden away inside the last years of World Championship Wrestling? Have you ever asked yourself how many tenuous gags can be made about the name Mike Enos? And have you ever thought about what it sounds like for two Irishmen to interpret a very chaotic company through its B-show? The answers to all this and more are just a click away. Check out Days of Thunder every second Thursday on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network.